So you qualify. Shit just too real. Respect my mind on the real. We going to New Orleans, baby. Mm-hmm. I'ma come like this. Money making is my thing, cause I'm trying to be rich. Let's go. Wait, meals, that's why I'm in the studio on my shit. Drop and rap at the rap like you sell key after key. So hot. And dangerous if we ain't beef with shit a whole lot. No fakeness at all, nigga, cause we rule too deep. Let's go. We on our way to New Orleans right now. Was that water? You heard me? Let's go. <laughs> Cash money is an army. <laughs> playing today man we about to have a good time let's go the gems and juice nigga i got these hoes ice sucking up while my little bg's on the bus putting out cigarettes with me personally play boy i don't give a fuck and i'm always show love to my cut hit the club like the bitch let's go that's money model with the drink till we throw up nigga punch the boy out guaranteed i can fuck all day cause i'm tech oh yeah it's crazy how everybody in this country loved this song at, at one point. Niggas in New York Maybe. was saying bling bling. bling. <laughs> I don't discuss. Nigga yeah. out of line, gonna get this motherfucker. Baby did not even try to catch the beat on this song, man. He ain't even there. For the longest time, <laughs> I thought he was just talking. <laughs> I ain't realize he was actually rapping. Let's go. Niggas had uh, niggas wearing white tees and shit, man. I can only think about the white tees with the cash money chain. Let's go. Bling, bling. in jail for a long time, man. Doing a 14-year bid. Let's get it. We in Louisiana right now. We on our way to Holly Grove. Yeah. Happy Saturday. Then throw your sets up. Come on, represent this on my guns that be thugging on the block. All night, bustin', gettin' it, I didn't get it. Never 
Veterans Appreciation Day. Shout out to New Orleans. Some of the greatest music. Yeah, shout out to Bounce. Shout out to uh, all the New York legends of New York, uh, Louisiana, <laughs> New Orleans <laughs> legends, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll admit it took me a while to come around to most New Orleans music, man. Me too. Uh, I feel like some of the beats, I feel like they've aged pretty well. But at the time, like I wasn't a big fan of Bling Bling at first. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 it's crazy. I wasn't even the Cash Money guy, man. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, nah, I'm gonna hear that. I, I was, I was a straight New York, unofficial yeah. New Yorker, man. But um, now when you look at it, it's like, damn, like these guys was doing shit independently, man. Mm-hmm. They was making moves, just so much different from New York music, man. And they was, they was still rhyming, man. That, that shit, yeah. that shit was amazing. When you listen to it now, because I, I thought BG was probably the worst rapper <laughs> ever, man. But, yeah, me too. But when you listen to it now, it's just like, damn, he actually yeah. talking that shit. Yeah, and he was you, going in, man. Yeah, and you don't even hear these type of beats now. You you know, Manny Fresh had this on lock. And I wasn't a fan of the beats at the time, but now it's just like, damn, he he had a he had his own sound that nobody else could emulate. And it was amazing, man. A hundred percent, man. Like, and no, the fact that that sound went nationwide is still kind of crazy to me. Like, they were top of the Billboard charts, man. Like, how when Juvenile put out "Ha," yeah, like that was such a big hit. I would never even think a a, a song like that would be popular in New York. Yeah, that shit exploded over the Jay Z hopped on a remix. <laughs> yeah, that's how big that song was and, and, at the time. Yeah, and like I said, with the song "Bling Bling," that was—I I remember I was I was a uh, young buck working at KFC at the time, yeah. and one of my managers was from Brooklyn, New York, and he was just like, "Man, he he was a Cash Money fan. He loved that song "Bling Bling." He was just like, "Man, Bling Bling." He he was singing it word for word in the New York accent. And it yep. was just like, damn, like that song was that huge. They they put they put that 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 term in the dictionary, man. Yeah, they <laughs> that, did. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, man, shout out to New Orleans, Cash Money, and all them, man. Yeah. I did. I, I ain't gonna sit here at like I was on the bandwagon at the beginning. Yeah, me but, neither. But um, look, man, it's better late than never, man. I I pre I you know I ain't realized what it was then. But now I'm looking back at it, it's like, wow, that the shit they was doing, that was pretty much No Limit 2.0. Yeah. No, 100%, man. Um, and and I, I didn't come around until Get Your Roll On came out. That's when I started to be like, okay, I get it now, dog. They were talking that shit. The video for that song is insane. Yeah. I still go back and look at that shit with them crazy ass cars doing donuts in the empty parking lot, man. Yeah. That was that was a song where I really started to come around because I'm like, this beat is crazy. Yeah. These lyrics are dumb, simple, but Niggas they're fire at the same time. <laughs> Fuck these hoes. <laughs> now that shit goes that goes all hard, man. So that's when I started to come around. But before that, I, I didn't really understand it too much. But now I've come to appreciate it. The sound has still lasted throughout music. So very much like Three Six Mafia and their sound, that Memphis sound came back. You know that bounce 
sound has stuck around as well. You know, Drake has, you know, of course, sampled it and plenty of other artists, too. So, yeah. How, do you think it's weird how people um, pretty much turned on Baby, how they just say he's just the worst rapper ever? But early on, I felt like nobody had a problem with the way he rapped before. Yeah, I think uh, it, it seemed like it just came out of nowhere. I'm not saying he was the best rapper ever, but to me, I felt like his rapping never really changed to me. He 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 was always rapping. He was part of Bit Time, Bit um, Bit Timers, and we all sung their songs word for word at one point. But not uh, but it wasn't until probably I would say the uh, the Young Money days, Young Money Cash Money days, where yeah. He, where people was just like, man, he's the worst rapper ever. It's just like, like, where did that change at? <laughs> yeah, nobody really brought it up. And even though he was never really a great, like, he just played the song where he was just talking over the entire beginning of it and bling yeah, bling. He was on some good songs, but, and nobody, yeah. I don't remember nobody skipping his verse or turning hit, uh, turning the song off whenever he came on. Uh, he went off on what happened to that boy. I give him that much. He went off on that song. Yeah. I think it was around when Lil Wayne dropped the album with Birdman. Because I remember they made an edit with just five, Lil Wayne on it. Oh, five star Bird, Yeah, <laughs> they they they. Uh, it was done like my the one was done like my daddy and all that stuff on. Yeah. Uh, and, and they took that song and made a Wayne only version of the album. <laughs> And without Birdman, I think that's when the Birdman hate started going on, man. But nah, he yeah. a legend too, dog, for all he's done. So yeah, yeah respect to all the New Orleans. And it, it's just, I feel like we're only naming the mainstream people, but yeah. we're, we're from Houston and Cleveland. So give us a break, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't sit here and get the whole rundown on everybody yeah. who started before. And Y'all just talking about the hot boys and cash money. What about uh, yeah. so-and-so? With Soldier Slim, we ain't mentioned Soldier Slim. R.I.P. Soldier Slim. Okay, we did it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to the podcast, man. Of course, Jay Prince. Let the people know what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it. You heard me. We gonna break it down. We we, we got a few <laughs> in Noya. Noya. Uh. I, we're offending all our new one listener. I know yeah. my bad. Uh, look, but we are, we are this hype because we have a legend in the game, a DJ who resides in Houston now, but he's also from New Orleans. Of course, DJ Hollygrove of the Chop Stars joined us today for a very lengthy yet very funny and very informative interview, man. So I think y'all going to enjoy that. It ran. It, look, it, it was a long interview. I'm not, not yeah, going to front you. It was a long interview. To, yeah, we had to push. Uh, we had some topics. It was kind of a slow week, a little bit. But look, we're going to get to all that stuff whenever we get to it. Yes. But yes, this look. this this interview is well worth it, man. And please hit, hit us up. Let me know how you feel about this interview. It was dope. One of my favorite interviews, man. It definitely was a good one. We we got somebody who knows a lot about we you know you talk about Houston music and the music scene in general. This man has been around the block for a long time now. He knew he knows a whole lot. I think y'all gonna enjoy it if y'all really into music like y'all should be if you listen to this podcast. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that's coming up in a little bit. But first, a uh, quick wellness check, Figgy. How you been, bro? I know it's been a busy week. I know training camp still going on. Yeah. Teams trying to figure out things. How you been personally, bro? Oh shoot, I've been good, man. I know it's probably busy for you, man. You starting back up too, so yeah, I, I know it's a lot going on. I heard the horror stories. 
But yeah, um, but that yeah. that kind of come with the territory, man. Uh, it, it's usually horror stories the first week or two when the um when preseason start. But um yeah, it, it, my week been cool though. That's good, man. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm back <laughs> doing the Texans games on, and now it's Saturdays for the preseason game. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're working the kinks out, man. If you heard some fuck ups on Saturday, you ain't it gonna hear Ryan it this Rocket. week. Hopefully, <laughs> nah. It, look, it was a lot going on, and I'm uh, sure people listening probably knew. But whatever. We ain't talk about the bad. We talk about the good, man. And yeah. we back on it. And I'm like, why am I part? You got me promoting the Texans game, man. They ain't gonna listen to that shit. It's the hip hop podcast, man. Yeah. And we don't get into the hip hop stuff that we doing. Uh, so we ain't gonna get into no albums. It was a slow week. I saw some shit drop. Trippy Red. Eh. Yeah. I did hear an album real quick. A quick review because I did say I would listen to a one album uh, a week, and mm-hmm. I did. Jimmy, legendary producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, dropped an album, I want to say a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I know it was a little bit ago. Um, but they dropped an album. It's called, I believe, Jam and Lewis Volume 1. And mm-hmm. it's chock full of features. It has Jerry, uh, Mary J. Blige on it. I got to look up the fucking... Hold on. And... Okay, here we go. Spotify bullshitting on me. Got to make sure I get all the features. It is chock full of features, man. And of course, if you don't know, Jimmy Jam and Jerry Lewis, and Ter- Jerry Lewis, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are legendary producers from Minnesota. Came up with Prince. Came up with uh, Morris Day and the Time. Uh, eventually left to produce for artists such as, of course, New Edition. They uh, produce every Janet Jackson album from, I believe, Control down to Velvet Rope. And I think the one after that. So Legends in the Game, man. Some of the best producers of all time, honestly. Probably my favorite producers in general. And, and just with all they've done, they did uh, Alexander O'Neill as well. Like some of my favorite songs were produced by them. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about of all time. So I think they're... They're probably my favorite, if not favorite, they are top two all-time producers for me. And they have an extensive catalog of hits just throughout every decade, man. So uh, they did drop a album. It's called Jammin' Lewis Volume 1. It's got uh, Boys to Men on it, Mary J. Blige, Martin Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton, Heather Headley, uh, Charlie Wilson, Usher, and of course, he did have. They had to bring back Morris Day and Jerome, so for a little time reunion. <laughs> um, I like this album a lot, man. I got to say, I, I was complaining about the state of R and B uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about Snow Allegra, and I was talking about I'm tired of this emo trap beat R and B bullshit that we got, and not all of it's bad, but yeah. I'm tired of the same sound, this trap sound in R and B, this Lana Del Rey depressed r&b we got going on man this rap r&b type shit i I miss the instrumentation i miss the actual singing and this album brought it back man it's a nice 90s vibe um i first heard out of found out about this album when i heard the babyface song that's on this album Mm. the song is called um what's it called he don't know nothing about it Mm. i heard this on our houston r&b station and I thought it was an old song. I thought it was something I'd never heard before from 93 from Babyface. Mm. 
So I said, let me look up this song because it sounds like something he dropped off of his 93 album. And it was a brand new song on an album that didn't even release yet. I'm like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> then I found out uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were dropping the album. This song, that song is the best song of the album by man. far. Okay. It definitely sounds, Babyface sound like he ain't aged today. He sounds like prime Babyface on that song. And the beat, the instrumentation, like that is a classic R&B song that was made in 2020. Damn, man. Like, that's what it is. Okay. It is a classic R&B song. You you can play that at a cookout. You can play it anywhere, and it's going to bump. Mm. That's by far the best song on the album. But everything else is good, too, man. Uh, Boys to Men, they don't sound like they used to, but they did a good job. I like that song a lot, too, The Next Best Day. Mm. Um, Sounds of Blackness, who made the song Optimistic, yeah. um, which I didn't even realize until I listened to the album that they produced that song, too. Mm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I didn't know. Oh, they I know that. that. Oh, I know yeah. that. Mm. They produced that entire album by Sounds of Blackness. Oh, wow. So Damn. I didn't know that either. So yeah, <laughs> another pelt on their wall that I didn't even realize, man. So that song was good too. The whole album is good, man. Uh, Mariah Carey. I just wish '96 Mariah got on this song because she would have <laughs> killed it. Mariah Carey don't sound bad now, but. She don't sound like she used to, man. It's yeah. kind of rough sometimes. Yeah. But she she still sounded good. She did a good job with it. But it wasn't like I know 96 Mariah Carey would have killed that shit. Yeah. Tony Braxton sounded good as well. Overall, I enjoyed the album. I recommend to anybody who likes 90s R&B sound. Um, I like anybody who's just a fan of classic R&B from that era. They did a great job producing a great job from all the acts that are on it um you can play this in in front of the kids man you can play it in front of your grandma you play at the cookout yeah. and ain't nobody gonna get in trouble for no suggestive <laughs> lyrics like it's a good clean listen for the whole family man mm. some great classic sounding r&b if you're a, cla- a fan of that sound i know you'll enjoy it i will give it a mob ties qualified rate qualified <laughs> Make sure y'all check that out if you like old school R&B. So that's my album review for the week. I'm listening to that after this podcast. Yeah, shit's fire, man. It's actually real good. Okay. Um, So getting into topics now, man. There is one big topic we're going to talk about, and it's something we've been kind of teasing in the past few weeks. You actually Um, brought it up, I think. Was this your theory? (laughs) Yes, I started to hit you up about this because you was like something don't seem right with uh, one Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I, I did say a few weeks ago that if Kendrick Lamar does not drop an album this year, then something is wrong. Um, it, it, whether it be label issues or he's just it, it's something some kind of writer's block or something. But I was I was saying like I was officially going to be worried about Kendrick if he didn't drop something uh this year and a few weeks later he does drop a and he did it in a very kendrick way with this link to his fucking website but uh, he dropped a statement the first statement about new music he's made in years now Mm -hmm. he dropped this on social media he made a statement and he said quote I spend most of my days with fleeting thoughts. Okay, I won't do it to you for I spend most he of said. my days right here listening to collecting old beast cruisers. 
the morning ride. Keep, keep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'll do it in a regular uh, voice. He said, I spend most of my days with fleeting thoughts, writing, listening, and collecting old beach cruisers. The morning rides keep me on a hill of silence. I go months without a phone. Love, loss, and grief have disturbed my comfort zone, but the glimmers of God speak through my music and family. While the world around me evolves, I reflect on what matters the most, the life in which my words will land next. As I produce my final TDE album, I feel joy to have been a part of such a cultural imprint after 17 years. The struggles, the success, and most importantly, the brotherhood. May the Most High continue to use Top Dog as a vessel for candid creators as I continue to pursue my life's calling. There's beauty in completion and always faith in the unknown. Thank you for keeping me in your thoughts. I pray for you all. See you soon enough. And there's a small, small picture of him apparently recording in some makeshift studio that he just kind of it looks like, you know, he's in a room of some building. <laughs> and he has a few candles or some lights by him and it looks like he is recording something so a few big uh bombshells dropped here number one that he is producing an album that will presumably come out at some point this year and number two going back to the whole thing about label issues he announced that this is his final tde album so, Figgy, what were your thoughts when you read the statement from Kendrick? Um, what did you think in, in general about it? Um, when I first seen this, I was kind of confused, man. I'm like, is he, is this his last album for good? Is he, is he done rapping after this, or is he actually having, tr uh, is he unhappy because he haven't put out the album in a few years? So uh, I was kind of confused on how to even take this this note, this well-written note. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, uh, he signed off. Is this his real name, Okalena? No, his name is uh, Kendrick Duckworth. Okay. I don't know what Oklahoma is. Yeah, maybe that's the name of his album. Um, maybe. Yeah, but uh, I was... I was kind of confused, and after a while, I'm like, hmm, maybe this is an end of an era because um, they've they been rocking with each other for 17 years. And um, to be honest, I don't know a, a, a big-time artist who stuck around that long um, to to not be, I guess, the one. And I'm not counting the ones that stuck, that ain't never going anywhere. I ain't talking about the Beyonce's or the Rihanna's. They ain't going nowhere. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious uh, uh what happened or if it's just uh you know uh is he not really motivated like that because I would have thought he put up he had put out something sooner than um than this and um uh, I wonder if he just done with rapping like this I I wonder uh, I started thinking about if he had a lot of pressure on him if it's just um. You know, I don't want to say that Rihanna thing where, um, you know, you got to live up to the last album. But I wonder if it's just so much pressure on him, if it's writer's block where he felt like, you know what, I, I don't see myself doing this 
um anymore let me just put out one last album and just ride off in the sunset be you know be, be more behind the scenes because um even even um looking at him say, i mean looking at this letter saying i go months without a phone <laughs> this don't seem like uh uh a superstar. I know technically he's a superstar for what he do with his music, but he he really don't have the image of a, a typical superstar. He's not flashy. So I wonder if if he even want to be in this spotlight like this. If he just want to you know do his music and then just ride off in the sunset and just be behind the scenes. So I I started thinking about all of that. So I wonder if this is uh, his last album. If he's done, you know, making music like this and just rather be a CEO and just make his own label or something, because, um, like I said, we don't we don't even hear from him because at least if you see somebody like a um, like a Drake, they put out um, he might not put out an album every year, but he'll put out some type of feature, some type of single or something like that. Kendrick is not like this at all, and um. What stuck out to me was the, you know, I go months without my phone and, you know, stuff like that. Love, loss, and grief have disturbed my comfort zone. So I wonder if this spotlight was not for him. I wouldn't say he couldn't handle it, but I wonder if it's not for him. And, you know, uh, after a while, he said, you know what, you know, let me let me do one more album and 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 that's it. Uh, I mean, it's tough to say um, the takeaways I took from the letter. Uh, basically, it didn't sound like he was hanging up the mic. It just sounded like he was saying goodbye to TDE. He didn't mention anything about this being his last project or him leaving rap to do something else. It was more so a goodbye to TDE and thank you all for everything y'all have done. Which to me leads into the theory of something happened behind the scenes and the relationship is no longer good. Because I feel like why announce this before the album even comes out? Why say this far ahead of time, this is my last TDE album? He could have said this the day it came out. I think uh, it reminds me of what happened with Drake. I think he dropped, if you're reading this, it's too late. And he said, this is my last album with cash money. And he just kind of said it in the liner notes or something, I think. But he said the day the album came out. So for Kendrick to preface everything by saying, this is my last TDE album, seems like it's kind of taking a shot at Top Dog. Even though he's being very congratulatory and saying thank you for everything, it seems like the fact that he made that a point to point out now, mm-hmm. before we hear any music from him, yeah, it, it's, it's going to kind of it, 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 I don't know. It, it, it seems like it was kind of a a shot masked with some kindness in there because yeah. he's making sure everybody knows like this is my last top dog album, y'all. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be a part of this group no more for this collective or label. I'm doing my own thing after this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's why it took him so long to make this music or if he's just dealing with personal things. He did mention grief which, you know, kind of foreshadows maybe something happened and maybe he lost somebody close to him in his personal life and it's kind of fucked him up. Um, I don't know. We'll find out on the album what's coming. 
Mm-hmm. But he did make it a point to, you know, it is kind of strange that he, I guess it's not really strange for Kendrick to put something like this out. But just the thing that stuck out to me the most is just the fact that he made it a point to say, this is my last TDE album. Mm-hmm. So who knows, man? Um, yeah. I mean, what's the future of the label after yeah. this? Yeah, I was going to ask you, where do you think they go from here? Because... I mean, he was. Uh, I'm no disrespect to the other artists on there, but he was the, he was the guy holding that label up. Yeah, and you know they got Scissor on there, but people kind of don't know what's in it for Scissor because she she was in talks of not even doing music anymore, and, and it kind of got me thinking if if TDE has something to do with that, if it's you hmm. know if it's a problem with the music or the way they run and stuff or. I don't know. It is it it, 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 it it it's starting to look like um you know around this time around this time during training camp in the, in the NFL how you got that one team who uh is being pushed extra hard in training camp and you get like random people retiring. <laughs> yeah. So um saying they can't do this. So it it seemed like it, it kind of got that feel to it now. But um, yeah, I wonder if the scissor thing have anything to do with the label as well. Yeah, it, scissor is all they have left now. Honestly, yeah. I know Isaiah Rashad just dropped. It was critically yeah, acclaimed. You got J Rock. Yeah, yeah. But, they have artists still. Yeah, but but they, they not, don't have Kendrick. they don't have Kendrick. Yeah. And if scissor scissor is the only mainstream star they got left, and I'm sure she probably wants to leave. Like, I don't know why I just feel that way, but the fact that she's not making new music anymore, you know, kind of, I, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. I can only guess from the outside, but if they lose SZA, I mean, that's it for Top Dog, unless yeah. they can somehow make another star, which they yeah. haven't been able to. And, and, and to be honestly. honest, they, they are a successful um, label because oh, everybody don't get a star like that. We, you know, we see other independent labels get um you know somewhat stars and they end up losing them to a big label so um i think they still successful but um maybe maybe it's more of a come down to earth because even with uh, you know without Kendra and scissor you know they're still a okay label but they were dominant <laughs> with you know with uh scissor and Kendra lamar Definitely, man. And like we haven't heard from Schoolboy in a while either. Like some artists, like the, the main thing with TDE is just they're taking too long between releases. It's too quiet. Like, it really is. Like I understand you want to, you know, may, maybe make, I don't know, make people wait a little more to make it more special when they do drop. But it just seems like they take too long. Like when was the last, when, when was the last Schoolboy project? I want to say like that was like three years three, ago, it, man. Yeah, it was about three years ago. Yeah, it feels like it was a while ago. And these are people that have quite a bit of fans. They're not Kendrick level fans, but you know, people want to yeah. know what's going on with J Rock. Yeah, they got enough artists where they can drop throughout the year. You know what I mean, yes, at least two, two or three artists can drop a year. You know what I mean, and it's not, yeah, it's not like one artist or two artists on the whole label. Where you know it takes some time, they can drop something. It ain't even got to be a project. They can drop a song or or, or mm-hmm. two to say, "Hey, we still here," but they don't drop anything. 
Doesn't seem like it, man. Like, Abso, maybe I haven't just been checking for him lately, but I haven't heard anything from him in a while. So, yeah, they had a great run at their peak, man. Yeah. Uh, they definitely did. But, yeah, this is the start of a new era for Kendrick. I don't know where he goes from here. I would assume he starts his own label or his own thing, his, his subdivision of a label. I don't know. But it seems like he's going out on his own. He mentions beauty in the unknown so or faith in the unknown and beauty and completion so yeah i'm assuming he's going to start his own his own music label and and probably recruit maybe he takes his with him i don't know but <laughs> that's yeah, gonna be very tough interesting. yeah it would be <laughs> well, there's one thing you leave we you know i'm letting you leave you ain't about to take my <laughs> second best artist <laughs> it's kind of like uh at the end of uh What's that movie called? Any Given Sunday, mm-hmm. when Al Pacino retired, but then he said, I'm going to the other league and I'm taking Willie Beeman with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what, a, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, very interesting. And yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see. Number one, well, okay, take your guess right now. When does Kendrick drop this album, Biggie? Um, I'm going to say it's, it's August now. I'm gonna probably. I'm gonna say. Ooh, I'm gonna say no. Either November, or at the beginning of uh, next year, early beginning, the first quarter of next year. I'm gonna say December, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yes. Why Christmas Day? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just have a feeling it's gonna be Christmas Day, man. Because now it, yeah. it's Kendrick, so yeah. he ain't gonna drop on a regular ass Friday. You know, it's got to be something artistic. I think he will have people waiting, asking where the album is, and he will drop it on Christmas. Market. I'm saying you said November. Yeah, I say either November. Um, I say either I'm gonna go with November. If he don't drop in November, I don't think he gonna drop until um, the first quarter of uh, 2022. Okay. I think him dropping this notice. I, means that we'll probably get it before the end of the year, but who knows? It's yeah. Kendrick. Who the fuck knows, man? So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say December and specifically Christmas Day, probably. Okay, yeah. I think like if that. it's not if it's not dropped by November, I don't see him uh, dropping it towards the end of the year like that. I think he probably gonna gear it for the first thing in the um in the first quarter, I guess. We'll see, man. We'll yeah. see. Kendrick, you never know what Kendrick, you never even know what this album is going to sound like, man. He might not even be rapping on this shit. He might be singing. It might be jazz. <laughs> yeah, it might be straight up jazz album, man. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, dog? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we will stay tuned to that. What up, everybody? Got a very, very, very special guest joining us. Um, if you're from Houston or in tune with the Houston rap scene, you probably know him well. Probably seen him a bunch of times as well. <laughs> uh, he is <laughs> trying to figure out the camera right now, I think. <laughs> he uh, hot. We got the uh, the VP of the Chop Stars, man. If y'all know the Chop Stars, y'all know OG Ron C. Y'all know DJ Slim K. And legendary. You got the legendary VP himself. DJ Hollygrove joins us oh. today, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, me. Oh, okay. I was like, I know you're talking about first. I was a little confused. I like the VP. I was like, who is that? Oh, oh, you're talking about me. All right. I was looking. I thought uh, Kamala Harris was here or something. He like the VP. Like, yeah, V, V, V. Now, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? First of all, you know, 
I appreciate you guys for having me on your illustrious platform. Figgy Fig, I apologize for uh, me being a black person and not responding to messages on time. No, no, you good, man. I, I only been trying to get you on for for a year now. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking like, damn, man, he he followed me. But he didn't respond, so I'm like, oh, it's all good. Yeah, I was like, you know, and I was looking like, yeah, you know, I was like, oh. I was about to go hit him and be like, yeah, bro, just, you know, checking on you, making sure you good. And I seen it was a message from him. I was like, oh, fruit. Yeah, go ahead and call me, brother. Yeah, go call me. I yeah. don't know. And you know what? I, I think that was at the time I, I was experimenting with a social media manager. Uh, it's not like I just, like, my social media was just out of control, but uh, at the time I was really trying to get verified and I was told this would need to be done, and I mean it didn't work out. So like, man, it's so hard to get verified now, man. I I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I've been trying to get verified for a minute, and I'm with a big company, and they keep saying you know, I'm not qualified. So I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram is 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 hard. On Twitter, it's even harder because you know, like, there's no no type of process like something you can fill out anymore. You know, ever since yeah. the Stuff that happened with the Charleston uh, incident and when they had all those uh, white supremacists verified, Twitter yeah. took away that yeah. verification application, which was stupid in my opinion. Like, just, just fucking go and unverify all these goddamn racist people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you know these people that, that are doing this rhetoric, like, why are y'all going to make us suffer? You're making everybody else suffer. Yeah. Because y'all stupid. Like, I know, like, I know, uh, artists who had like number one songs and they weren't verified on Twitter, like yeah, yeah, and, and shit. Even though uh, if you look at um, OJ Simpson, he not verified. They, I think they, uh, well, they won't, you know they won't I, verify yeah. him. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on. First of all, if you ain't go nigga, OJ, you ain't gonna, if you nigga, ain't go, nigga, uh, you not gonna use OJ as a goddamn example, nigga. You could have <laughs> said a bunch of other people. This nigga, this nigga say OJ. OJ, he did. Well, here, here's the thing: he's a Heisman Trophy winner, juice. man. The Juice, not not man. If you ain't got OJ the Juice man either. Hear me? If you ain't not go, Mr. Make the Trap say, "Hey, now fuck with you." <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't gonna uh, verify him, man, you can't verify these white supremacists, man. You can take yeah, that shit it, away. Yeah, I get it, and that's <laughs> like you know, I get it because on one hand they do have some type of uh, importance in some circles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they are very notable. It's probably, you know, a shitload of articles on these people. So they really do fit Twitter's, you know, criteria, quote yeah. unquote. But at the same time, boy, fuck you. Like we said in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. Straight well, I up. Think that, I think the thing with the verified thing was in the beginning, in the early days of Twitter, there used to be a lot of fake ass accounts for people. Like I remember there used to be a, a Dave Chappelle account, a fake Dave Chappelle account with like a million some followers. There was a fake Chris Rock account. There was a fake Will Ferrell account. And then the verified mark was just supposed to make let you know, know who the real let one. you know it was a real one. But now I think they cracked down on all them fake accounts. So you can't even make a fake account. If they find out they're gonna shut you down. So now I think they they uh, the, it's political getting the blue check mark now. It's not yeah. just right. uh, making sure you're the right person. But I, I know we got way off topic, yeah. man. We ain't talking about Twitter and blue right. check marks. We talking about right. a legend here in Houston, man. <laughs> oh, OG, yeah, OG Rossi, <laughs> woo, legend, woo. Nah, nigga, OG, you, not, not man. Me. Oh, woo. I, well, I ain't no, I ain't no. Oh, by the way, I see y'all had mics. So I like fucking. I'm gonna have my mic too. My mic not hooked up, <laughs> but, tonight, but it's hooked up to my uh 
my uh goddamn Pro Tools. So like, I don't want to turn that up though because that should be loud. But yeah, so I'm just gonna hold this mic the rest of the. I'm lying. Let me stop bullshit. <laughs> people that want to watch this shit be like, why the Holly girl? What, what what is he doing? What the fuck he got the mic? She's not connected. <laughs> but now nah, I, I I appreciate it and like you know I got a thing that I always tell people you know when somebody say something you're like oh Holly girl blah 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 I'm like man I ain't shit and I always say that you know people always laugh and I and like I always I look at myself as that you know I don't yeah. think that I'm really not shit you hear me but at the same time. I'm just another nigga that yeah. love music, that play records, that have the opportunity to break some records or some artists, and you know just do it well. So you know, I'm not no different than the next person. And I, I would never even it's like I told somebody, man, fucking Sony, Def Jam, whoever could come to us right now and say, hey man, ten million dollar contract. I'm still gonna be the same nigga. Yesterday, then I would be after that ten million dollars. Remember, like I, I, I've never let status or money or anything of that nature change me. Cause just you know, that shit could be gone. Just as you know, just how a nigga get it, they could take that away from you as well. You hear me? Then I don't. I know how it was coming up and getting shit on. So I don't want to be the nigga. That's why when I seen his message, I immediately hit him up because I don't want to be that nigga. You hear me? That niggas on down the line be like man I try to fuck that nigga man but that nigga ain't never respond nah I I I I'm anal about that you know what I'm saying like I I, I run OG's Instagram and his Twitter so I know how it is sometimes when niggas I go and look like damn bro this nigga ain't hit this nigga oh shit what's up let me hit the nigga back real quick but I understand it too when you got a million and one things going sometimes it is kind of hard to keep up with everything on social media. So again, I apologize. But guess what? I'm here now, baby. Yeah, yeah. You hear That's man. all that matters, yeah. man. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All and that matters got, made it happen. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, you oh, got shit. a live all studio audience. You ain't yeah. know. We got a live man, it's crazy because you know niggas be popping up in my house and I walk outside and it'd be a crowd. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's man. crazy, man. It's crazy. We were, we were recording on a set of family. We got a laugh track and everything, man. We yeah, man. <laughs> going down. Going down. Going down, man. Yeah. yeah. Live studio audience, oh, I'm telling you, man. Oh, that's I was that was the Ferdy laugh track. That's that's something happened when like you know what I'm saying? Somebody be like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And then reply, you, if you let me. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that right there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we call this the Harriet from um, Family Mathers coming down the stairs in the dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Old hair or the new hair? And I got to ask. So I always got to ask. <laughs> the old Harriet. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, funnier okay. because they act like she looks super good when you know. Like, yeah, no, nah, ain't nobody looking at Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But no, no, no disrespect to Harriet, though. Yeah. Man. She's a fine woman. Uh, hey, we but, love you, baby. <laughs> I forget like, what like this my podcast boy, is. Like, look, my boy, uh, uh, that damn mindset, Big Harry. We talking about that damn Big Harry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, uh, when is this podcast start again? Yeah, let, let, yeah. Let's, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it, dog. Um, first off, we usually start our uh, interviews these days with the wellness check, man. I know it's been. A uh, difficult year for a lot of people, especially since go- since the pandemic last year. Uh, a lot of people, you know, were affected by everything shutting down. Man, how how you been 
in the past couple years, man. You, you take out a PPP loan, like wh- what's going on with you, give, man? How you been? Give me one second. Give me one second. I need to treat my nose real quick. I got uh, it. Yeah, that's I mean, honestly, it's been a very tumultuous year. Uh, just everything with the shutdown and you know virtual school with my son and you know not doing good in the virtual learning because you know that attention is not there you don't have that teacher that, hey yeah yeah you want to get up and uh, you go downstairs and sniggers on youtube instead of and like bro you're, you're right on youtube instead of fucking in class right now like like yeah. then it's, so you know dealing with that and dealing with not working for you know and i was still working during the pandemic, I was still obviously doing mixtapes because, you know, shit, you could do them bitches all day, every day from the crib, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, not going on tour and losing out on all them gigs, you know. Niggas had a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit playing up and, you know, just having that shit fall through. It was tough, you know. I, I told somebody before, I even said on Twitter, like, hey, man, I need to go talk to somebody. Like, y'all might need to, too, because we ain't never been through nothing like this. You know, I've been through a lot of tragedies and natural disasters, you know, being from New Orleans, you know, of course, Katrina. And, you know, we had some tropical storms back in the day. And then growing up in the Bay Area, uh, 1989, they had the Loma Prieta earthquake in the Bay Area, the big, big earthquake and shit. Then like fucking five years later, visiting family right outside of L.A. in the Northridge happened. So, yeah, they're going to have been through some shit. So, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, let me go talk to somebody and, you know, Get my emotions, you know, cry like a little, like a little uh kid, because I don't want to say girl, because you know that's politically incorrect, because then you make it seem like women are weaker when they're stronger than us, because they have babies come out of their body. They got these big ass baby come out of hold this goddamn big. So yeah, I say, and why I say cry like a little boy now. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking cry like a little girl. Cry like a little boy. You know what I'm saying? Because little boys don't cry baby ass dudes <laughs> but i'm good man wrong. what about y'all y'all good everything going with y'all your mom is there everybody your daddy happy everybody's going to, you know going good with y'all family oh for sure man like it, it's been difficult in radio of course um you know it was touch and go for a while um really re- there's a lot of anxiety especially towards the beginning when we didn't know how long this shit was going to go for yeah. You know, a lot of our friends um, no longer work at the station now for various reasons, man. Furloughs mm. and whatnot. So it, it's been it's been yeah. tough, but we 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 getting out of it now, man. Yeah, and and, and you know, I was you know uh, I don't know if I can say this. I was working at a radio station. Uh, can I say the station? I don't know. Yeah, if that's, yeah. Okay, you know, we was at we was independent, at man. We're a black right, owned okay. independent podcast. We just we just making sure, <laughs> but you know, we was at ninety three seven the beat, and we got let go in that in that twelve hundred number with iHeart about a month before the pandemic started. So, it already you know, the shit storm had already started for a lot of people in February. Mm. Mm. And then March came, and you know, they was like, Oh, it's gonna be 30 days, and then 30 days came, and you was like, Whoo, son, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> then it went to 90, then it went to it just and you started seeing it, and you were just like, I started telling people, like, yeah, bro, I don't I don't I don't think we're gonna do any concerts the rest of this year. And I was fucking right. Damn. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. <sighs> It was a crazy time, man. Luckily, we getting out of it now. Um, look, things are picking back up. Um, I know shows are starting again. 
so it, it, I, I think we're finally getting on the uh, other side of this whole thing, man. But yeah, it, it took way longer than any of us would have thought. It was it was a wild ride, man. Hopefully yeah. we we towards the end of it now. So knock on yeah. some damn wood because it's fucking COVID Delta variant and shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm not messing with that, man. I had to knock on three different types of wood. Cause, uh, really, though. It's crazy. You're right. Because I remember, like, the first real concert I want to say I went to was the Larry June show at a. Uh, it was in March uh, during spring break. I want to say it was at uh, White Oak. Mm, and okay. then, like, about a month later, you know, I was a part of a team that uh, bought currency to the Ava Center. You know, and that was a little nervous because, you know, I don't know if anybody knows, but, you know, a lot of people lose at Able Center. A lot of people bring artists there that they think gonna bring a crowd, and they probably would if they went to another venue. But you know, you're bringing an artist who has a majority of a white crowd, yeah, to the hood, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, because I mean, you can argue with your mom, you hear me? Argue with your grandma, whoever. Everybody know that part of Richmond right there. Ain't that's that's the fucking hood. Like we fuck with you, but we don't fuck with you that much. You know what I'm saying? I stay around the corner from motherfucker. That's the hood. You know what I'm saying? So and but we did damn good. You know what I'm saying? Damn this. So I I don't want to lie. We literally came sixteen tickets shy of selling out. Oh damn! Oh damn! Damn. I mean, you can That's round up good, and say though. you sold it out. That's man. still good, up. though, man. That's still good. <laughs> so yeah, you know, with Spitter and, and and I don't know disrespect because I don't want I don't want you know. Of course, Spitter was the the head headliner, but my dog Young Deji as well. He was on there, so you know him, D Flowers, a uh, couple of other actors on there, uh, uh, Tree Life Trey. But yeah, man, it, it, it was some dope artists on there, and I was glad you know we were able to do that. Uh, and then started seeing more and more concerts coming up. Like I uh, was at Pierre Bourne's concert not too long ago. Yeah, I had did uh, we did uh, during Screw Week, we did Devin the Dude over there at uh, Wolves Den, which mm-hmm. is I don't know if you guys have ever been over to Wolves Den, lovely ass place. I'll talk mm-hmm. about Wolves Den later because I got something coming up with them as well. So, okay, okay. so yeah, it was good. It's good to see you know things start to get back. Like I said, you know, the Delta variant, you know. I don't know when COVID decided to go to college and play. <laughs> Deltas is coming up. You know what I'm saying? Deltas is wild. I mean, really, though. Really, though. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Shout out to my Deltas. I love y'all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, man, let's get into your own musical journey, dog. I want to know about you. You mentioned you're from New Orleans, of course. Of course, you DJ Holly Grove. So, of course. Whoa. But how did you get into music? How you decide you want to be a DJ? And what eventually brought you to Houston, joining the Chop Stars with OG Ron C? Well, my music journey started way back in like fourth grade. Uh, I got I was trying to play the saxophone, but they didn't have enough saxophone, so they put me on trombone. And I was a little upset about that. I'm like, I don't play no goddamn trombone. I don't play the saxophone. <laughs> and then they was like, you know, they told me they said, "Hey, man, listen, I know you're upset about the sax, but trombone is the closest thing to the human." Uh, voice, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the closest thing. And he explained to me why, told me how to slide and work and everything. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So, you know, playing trombone and, you know, the <clears throat> reason why I mentioned the trombone because the trombone is actually what brought me here to Houston. Uh, because once I graduated high school from John McDonald City High School in New Orleans, I came to Houston uh, on a band scholarship to Texas University, part of the world famous, you know, Ocean Soul Martian Band. 
the ninth wonder on the planet, as my band director Richard Effley used to say. So that's what actually brought me to Houston. You know, bringing me to Houston really is what got me, you know, to take DJing serious. Uh, I was kind of into it because of, you know, uh, older influences, my uncles, and uh, seeing older guys that I knew that were kind of DJing. My boy, Black Biggie Biggie Black. Uh, y'all know definitely know who that is. Uh, seeing my bro go DJ Black and Mild do it. My bro go DJ Jay Weezy. You know, seeing people like that doing it uh, really, really, you know, got me interested in doing it. And I go, you know, to my uncles, he'll do parties and, you know, I'll try to do my thing. You know, I would... <clears throat> I was a DJ. I wouldn't consider I was doing DJ because I was just learning. But, you know, like I'll be putting records on, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't, you know, scratching, mixing, blending, nothing like that. You know, uh, when I got to Houston, I kind of, you know, stopped fucking with it. You know, didn't really think I would go anywhere with it. But then somebody introduced me to this this music I've heard before, but I never got in, in, in like, got deep with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never just... Uh, delve into the music to, you know, actually get an understanding with it. And it was DJ Screw. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Somebody put me on, you know, DJ Screw. And then they put me on, you know, I was like, okay, this DJ Screw hard. And then somebody played this dude, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it was, I'll never forget it. I just heard, my, my whole, whole life change, change. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, what, ooh. It was differences. Off of Fuck Action 24, yeah. OG Ron C. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, a young lady gave me a very persuasive dance as well to the song. Ooh. So that kind of, kind of, you know, you know, fueled the fire. But uh, <laughs> got into that. <laughs> I got into that. And, you know, I got into Watts and started learning about, you know, the whole culture. Uh, and that would brought me back into the DJ. Uh, started trying to do my own thing. Got some turntables. Was doing my thing, fucked around, and a guy by the name of Mr. Wired Up, <clears throat> he was uh, having a buzz at the time. He had this song called Put It In The Air, and I knew him because he went to PV. I went to TSU, and we both crabbed 03. You know what I'm saying? Freshman year was 03. Crab, that's a band term, because uh, I know it might be some people out there in this crypt that be like, oh, we, I don't know, nah, nah, they disrespect. <laughs> College rookies seeking to attain full band status. That's what Crab stands for. But uh, he was like, man, I need a DJ. You want to be my DJ? And I'm like, hell yeah. So went on to become Mr. Wide Up DJ. Then, because I was his DJ, and he was rolling in a crew that had another guy named Wondrous, uh, and also Lil O, I ended up being Lil O's road DJ. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and this was early into my my DJ career. I was, you know, like I was really learning my craft while I was Lil O <laughs> DJ. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <clears throat> I I really appreciate the opportunity that you know fueled my fire to become want to be a DJ because shit, we gonna do. First of all, Wired Up is open up for Lil O. Lil O has a name, and this is like 2008. So. You know, he's not that far removed from some of his biggest hits. He's not that far removed from Backpack, you know what I'm saying, from Players Get Chose. He's not that far removed from it, so he's still getting a pretty fucking nice draw. So I'm opening up for crowds of 5,000, 2,000, 3,000 early into my DJ career, so that kind of fueled me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And it made me just get on my shit and fuck around and became a go DJ. You know, uh, got introduced to the go DJs through 
my bro, go DJ Black and Mile, rest in peace. Uh, and shit, I started seeing the other go DJs. So I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers, oh, this nigga high C, this nigga cold as hell. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This nigga Rogers, this nigga fool. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, got into that whole world and end up working with OG Ron C because I told him, you know, I had already met OG Ron C, you know, told him I was a big fan. I was like, man, you know, I'm from the Walters. I, you know, I, I uh, chop up music, you know what I mean? You know, I told him I chop a screw music, and you know, like, hey, man, like, I'm just going to tell you because anybody else going to tell you, can't call it screw or screw and do it. I was like, what? Respect. <laughs> so, so I started chopping up music, right? So uh, he was a go DJ. He was a president of go DJ at the time and uh, was playing my mixtape in the, uh, at the go DJ house. And he was like, that's that. He was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. I like that. And he was like, hey, man, I got this, you know, this crew I started called the Chop Songs. You want to be a member? I'm like, hell yeah, shit. <laughs> I, I was 09 and shit. We've been rocking ever since. And, you know, shit. You know what the Chop Songs did? If you don't know, goddamn it, I'll tell you on this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's cool. It's funny because I think it's a um, it's a DJ from Cleveland. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, so it's a mm-hmm. DJ. I I think uh, I think it's DJ Ryan Wolf. Are you talking about my bro, DJ Ryan Wolf? Yeah, man. Ooh, we, we from Cleveland, Wolfie. man. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah, came man, across man. each other. Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked to see him part of the crew, man, because it's like how how's a dude from Cleveland, Ohio, a part of uh, um, the uh, Chop Stars, man. <laughs> So that's a funny story. So Ryan Wolf was doing this thing, and I really, really respect Ryan Wolf because not only with the chopping and screwing, but just the DJ and period, like he, he beast, really honed his craft in he a do. very short. He, he be killing time. it in Cleveland, man. Yeah, like he really went in. You know, when he told me how he used to go and DJ for hours and hours on end in his craft, I respected that because. That showed that he really, really, really wanted to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, most niggas say they want DJ. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, nigga go get a DDJ and shit. Because you got them sync buttons, you can do. Uh, uh-uh, uh. Now he went in there and was getting busy. And he, if you listen to the scratches, he's a fucking beast when it comes to scratches. So you know, yeah, Ryan Wolf, that's my dog. You know what yeah. I mean? That's my dog, big bro. Yeah, that's my dude too. <laughs> and then you know, you do a lot of shit. I mean, fuck the official DJ the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yep. I used to see him up there. I used to see um, DJ Steph Floss up there too. My boy yep. Steph Floss. What yeah, up Floss? them them. Uh, yeah, DJ Mill. They they all doing their thing, man. They they holding boy, it down slouch. for sure. Yep. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, man. So yeah, I I, I definitely I that DJs like him is the reason why you know OG you know and, and you know just to be frank, OG really never wanted to start no coalition. He never really wanted to be. You know, have this to be a big, big thing, but shit, it just kind of happened that way. You know, started seeing other people that wanted to uphold the legacy of DJ Screw. Excuse me, and that's how it came about. <clears throat> that's dope, and I'm I'm glad y'all are really still holding it down, man. Because as a a, a fan, it is difficult to find, especially nowadays. Like like you said, everybody got their own DJ equipment, that the software to slow some music down. And you see so much fake shit out there now because I'll be searching for music as soon as it come out, the chopped and screwed or chopped and slow version. Dog, you hear all kinds of bullshit. People not chopping it right. It sounds so awkward, but 
So you got, always got to wait for the Chop Stars version. Sometimes it be taking too long for my liking, but <laughs> you got to sometimes wait for the Chop Stars version, man. Hey, That's the only legit version you're going to hey, get. Hey, man, hey, man, you can't rush perfection. You know I mean? <laughs> you can't rush perfection. I, but I, I understand because, you know, even on RNB, you know, because it's a, it's a double-edged sword with that because every project, especially now that we, we drop, we drop in the hopes that we can put it up on the the DSPs, the <clears throat> major streaming platforms. And that's just for the simple fact that, you know, some people would rather have listened to it that way. You know, we have our own app, the Chop Not Slop app, which, you know, we have at this time uh, just a little bit over 75,000 uh, total downloads between Android and iPhone. Mm. And it's like, you know, that's a nice threshold, but then you you also have people that might not be on the app, but just just fans of that artist. You know, what I'm saying they want to hear it. So, what are they going to do? They're going to go to the nearest their medium, which yeah. is Apple, Apple Music or Spotify. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we try to make sure you know we do our due diligence. That's why a lot of times some projects take so long to come out because we know that we have a relationship with this artist. So, why don't we just make it happen? And you know, sometimes it's frustrating, you know, because it's like. It's simple, but it's not simple. It's simple because I've been through the process myself with with a few labels, you know, securing deals for Candlestick and OG. You know what I'm saying? Even myself. And, like, once the management team says to the label, hey, we want to get this done, man, it's done like that. So that's why I understand with certain artists why we don't get it done. But at the same time, we're not going to cry with spilled milk. You know, we, we hold it for a little while to see if we can get done. And if we realize it can't get done, hey, we're just going to put it out for our fans. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's going to get enjoyed anyway. But at the same time, you're missing out on streams, you know, for free. And, you know, I always stress this to the labels like, hey, man, you know, you're not really paying any more money. You know what I mean? Like, you, you really get about to get some more streams for the free. Like, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. But it's a lot of legal stuff that's, that's included because, you know, some labels don't want to do splits. They don't want to keep paying you, you know, the lifetime of the project, stuff like that. So mm. I get it. I actually was always interested about that, man, because I, I know back in the day, uh, people just put out the chopped and screwed version or chopped and slowed or however you want to say it, version of album out. And I doubt there was any contact with the label or, you know, they, they were sold in the street. So it's not like you well, went through, I, you know. I, 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 I mean, that's going to happen regardless. I mean, you know, if Jeezy come out with a new tape tomorrow, it's yeah. going to, we're going to go to one of these corner stores in the hood and mess around <laughs> the seat. You hear me? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't going to lie. Like, like <laughs> the first time I went to a store and seen the first time I seen my stuff bootleg, somebody hit me and was like, bro, look what I see in the store. <laughs> Oh no! I was like, "Oh, yeah, baby, I made it. I'm bootleg, man. I'm everybody, you know what I'm saying?" So then, you know, uh, the, the first time I seen it myself, I, I just bust out laughing. I said, "Boy, that's funny." And the guy picked him, see, I'm just laughing. He said, "He said, what's so funny?" And I held it up to him and showed him. And he looked. He's like, "Oh, that's you." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, how did they get it? But I said, hey man, I'm not tripping. Got, you know, he thought I was gonna be angry. I said, man, I'm not. He mad, man. Hey, bro, you gotta get it how you live. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get me regardless. Do I like to chop bootleg in my stuff? Nah, I ain't too happy about it. But at the same time, the fact that I'm even on that level where y'all feel like 
my stuff is bootlegable. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That's a badge of honor, man. Honestly, you know you made it when you see your shit bootlegged up in the store, dog. So right, yeah. I, I had two pockets. You're gonna be like, "Hey, this is my shit. You selling my shit?" <laughs> yeah, or Biggie. <laughs> Yeah, Tupac yeah, ran up on Jay-Z, him. I feel should Jay Z stab somebody over his bootlegging, man? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Biggie did too. I think uh, DJ Clue hey, released right. one of his songs, and Biggie <laughs> came at him with. Uh, I think he. I think he came at. Uh, came up to somebody like, "Hey, I'm looking for this nigga named DJ Clue," and he had a pistol. <laughs> and uh, DJ Clue, DJ Clue ain't do nothing but uh, put it on a mixtape, and this was early, early DJ Clue where nobody really knew who he was like that. DJ Clue an amateur. He wasn't a professional yet. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think he really was. Don't. I think he was just a young buck, just trying to get an exclusive song and put out a put out a tape. And Biggie yeah, wasn't I mean, having that. <laughs> it, it happens, you know. Yeah. It, it's 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 time time niggas that hit me and send me a song before it's finished, and I'd be like, "Bitch, I'm about to put this first verse, then the hook on the tape." Like, no, don't do it. Bitch, too late. I'm gonna yeah, do it. Why you saying <laughs> it? <too late? laughs> and I even have it like in one of my emails. Like my main email, that I give everybody because everybody be thinking I'm laughing. You know, they be like, "Man, how can I send you music?" And I be like, "Don't send me trash music at Gmail." And they be like, "What? Don't send me trash music at Gmail." I'm like, "That's where your email." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I did that because at one point in time, you know, I would be on like Instagram. Well, not even Instagram because it's before Instagram, like Facebook and Twitter. And I'd be like, "Hey, send me your music. This is my email." Blah 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 blah. And I get track one from unknown artists because as a DJ, we get buku email, like especially now, like, oh my bro, y'all don't even know what my email should say right now. I've been <laughs> saying like 34,000 something, something, something. You hear know I me? Mean? But like even then, I would get a lot of emails and I would at the time I wouldn't go and see who was sending to me, download right now. I'd just go and download, go to the next one, download, go to the next one, download. So then when after I go back and look and I see his track one. Uh, from unknown artists, I'm like, who in the fuck is this? So <laughs> I would get on DJ, I mean, artists ask about you know, properly tagging their shit, you know what I'm saying? Or people would send me something that was unmixed and mastered, which is cool, but if it's if it's it's some shit you're like, how the, how the fuck you listen to this and think this is even sound remotely good, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then to even disrespect another human's ears with this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then I was like, man, uh, somebody that I knew had a, had an email was like, uh, don't send bullshit or something like that. It was something something close to that. So I was like, man, I'm making an email. Don't send me trash music. And they start That's laughing. Fair. I was like, fuck it. I'm about to go make it. So I made it. Don't send trash music and don't send me trash music. I got two of them. So, uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely yeah. had to. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm a former artist. I haven't rapped in a minute, but um I when I first started I used to send unmixed music. But at that time <laughs> I did not know, you know, it was a difference. I used to th- because I used to record in the studio I used to go to, um, the song sound way better than what I used to do in my house. So I thought it was cool until he actually sent me the master version. And I'm like, Oh shit, this shit sounds weird. I, I don't even want to say that's black people problem because you know it happened to poor white people. That's poor people problem because we think that something is we we used to something being a certain way and then we get something that's yeah 
I don't want to say regular to other people, but that's really the standard of shit. We be impressed like a motherfucker. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Dog, I used to record in a closet. I used to record <laughs> in a closet. And when I went to a real studio, I recorded and it sounded good without even putting anything on it. So he gave right. he gave that to me on a CD. So I'm like, oh shit, this, this shit sound amazing. And I ain't realized he was mixing it to um, you know, resend it to me. And so um right. by that time, by the time I got it, I already sent it to like freaking um 15 DJs. And I'm like, Bro, oh I'm, shit. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for this piece right now to show y'all what the fuck I used to record my mixtapes with, but I don't I can't find it. But basically, it's like a headphone mic. jack. So I would have no, I would have just like just a regular headphone jack, right? So I would have uh red and white. You know what I'm saying? RCA to a headphone jack going into the mic port of the computer. Mm. So number one, if <laughs> so number one, if any of y'all that used to and we're talking PC, we're not talking about no MacBook, right? Yeah. We're not talking about, you know what I'm saying, a big Mac, the iMac, you hear me, Apple Mac, Apple Jack, whatever. You hear me? We're not talking about that. We're talking <laughs> about a PC. So just imagine the sound card on a mic the on a mic PC. Mm. And I used to record my mixtape on there. So when I went from doing it that, and then you know, guy with OG and he was yeah, uh Pro Tools, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Man, you need to record on Pro Tools. And I recorded that shit and I heard it the first time. I was just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like a deer caught in the headlights, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was in awe because I was just like, man, this shit sound and you know, be to be fair, the tapes didn't sound bad, you know what I'm saying, back then, yeah. but it just it's just a high quality of audio. You know what I mean? So, like, see, yeah. hearing that shit on that Pro Tools, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 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 I, so I get it. So, you know, and it's just, that's just, that's why, you know, I always preach to artists. And I didn't just do that just to be no asshole because I would tell artists, you know, hey, bro, you got to get a mix and master. Like, when I do these showcases, uh, Coast to Coast, I do music. I tell a lot of artists, you know, especially with Coast to Coast, because when you're judging, you have comment section. You know what I'm saying? You judge them on certain things. You know what I'm saying? One through 10, and you have a comment section. And I always say, man, the song is jamming, but you got to get that mix and master. That bass yeah. is all over the place. I could barely hear you. And I'm the DJ for a Houston show. So I'm like, yeah. I had to turn the music down just so we could hear you. Get that shit taken care of. You got a decent song, but that mix is terrible. Shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I always do that and tell DJ like artists that too. They send me songs. I'm like, hey, check out my song. I listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, bro, you need to get this taken care of because that that mix is terrible. Yeah. Like Charbert is terrible. The, the mix on it is just <laughs> terrible. I don't know what you was thinking with before you sent them, but it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charles Barkley. Uh, and that's one thing I like about uh, listening to Chop Stars mixtapes, man. I always get put on to people I never heard before. And usually it's fire. And usually, and sometimes it fucks it up for me because I think the chopped, the chopped and slow version sounds better. So when you I listen to the regular to version, I'm like, yeah, it ruins it for me, man. I'm like, oh, he didn't sound like I thought he sounded. I thought he had the but deep, very you know white voice. crazy? You want to know the craziest thing? I'm not going to say the artist, but it's an artist, a very well-known R&B artist who tells us he doesn't even want to. He says, like, even after he finishes a song, you know what I'm saying, like a new song, he has his engineer slow it down because he can't fucking listen to himself yep. regular no more. He said, we ruined him. When this dude <laughs> told me this, I, like, I was just like, I bust out laughing. This shit was so funny. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it. Like, when I say 
bro, when I say a big R&B artist, like big, like crossed over the pop, like mm, like the yeah. white folks fuck with him type I'm trying to think who it is. All right, Usher, uh, chill out, I, man. I, we like your voice, nah, regardless. Nah, it's not. It's not. Even, it's not even. It ain't, it ain't Usher. It's it's a, it's a newer age artist, but he's a fucking superstar. But I tell y'all, I tell y'all uh, off of you know okay. the podcast. You know, I tell you, I yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah. We, I, we, I, we ain't, I, ain't gonna put them. Yeah. yeah, we ain't gonna get right. you in trouble like that, man. We yeah, you but trouble. you know, but you know, my my boy Driz is the same way. You hear me? Like Driz, yep. he you know he's, he likes. To, Slow down his own records just to listen to him because he'd be like, man, he was like, he slows down records just to hear how they would sound. And then he knows what OG and Candlestick are going to do to him. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, he, like he said before, like, even in interviews, like, a lot of times he writes thinking about, you know, especially like the, the RB type songs as if it's going to be on a fucking action city. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, so that's dope. See, and like that ain't my shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't do fuck action. Like he do a fuck action before he even knew about a Holly Girl, but just the fact that I'm a part of an organization, you know what I'm saying, that does this and just has that effect on people. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's major as fuck to me. Mm. That's one reason why like I said that man. I ain't shit. I ain't shit. Nah, you 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 the goat, man. You the goat. You I the goat. Sh- I ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. That's one thing I really like about music today is how more welcoming they are. I mean, some people say they jacked the Houston sound. I ain't gonna go that far, but I do like the fact that a lot of artists are more accepting uh, and even enjoy the chopped and screwed or slowed sound because before, you know, it, it was difficult if you were really into screw music to get other people to like it too because either you liked it or hated it man and some people especially out if you wasn't from the south they hated all that shit man so (laughs) it's dope that artists actually like that now and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little controversial you hear me can i be controversial can i be controversial yes sir all right first of all i just realized that my lighting's a little little trash so let me turn on let me turn on these other bulbs of my shit give me a little more lighting you know I me? Mean? I had to. It be it, these motherfucking lights be. It be hot in this motherfucker sometimes because this bitch is so goddamn bright. I'm like, shit. I see how bright I didn't got now. <laughs> Fuck that ring light. I don't even need a ring light. I just turn these bitches up. <laughs> so uh, this is what I want to say to that. If Houston really embraced its own sound, you wouldn't have to worry about nobody jacking your shit. There's a lot of dope artists in Houston that Houston doesn't fucking support until they become a big artist. Mm. I'm glad you said that because we've actually brought that up. I was going to bring that up too because we ask everybody because I've gotten different uh, responses. And one of the first people I asked about this, one of the early guests we had on the podcast was DJ Chose. Mm-hmm. And he basically told me, you know, uh, Houston, and I, I'm not putting this on him because this was years ago. He might change his his take on it, but basically, he said that you know, Pete artists don't feel like they can make it in Houston. They feel like they got to move because there's too much hating, too much set tripping. Like there's too many, mm-hmm. too much that they feel like they can't. They're not really appreciated being from Houston. Like Houston will put an Atlanta artist way above one of their own fellow local. Houston artists. Whereas if you go to Atlanta, you know, they put in Atlanta first. You know, everybody that's, they, that's they what, doing that's what Joe said, right? Yeah. I mean he I'm was paraphrasing, but in general, it. yeah. <laughs> he he's spot on because you know 
I do, I'll take my nigga Chose for example, right? So when Chose was coming up, you know, in the early, you know, in the late 2000s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, it was niggas that was hating on him like niggas they want to fuck with Chose because he wasn't from Houston because he was from Brook, Brookshire. Like, that's the stupidest shit I've fucking ever heard in my life. If a nigga jam and make good-ass music and good-ass beats, why the fuck wouldn't you want to fuck with him? And yeah. then when the nigga start getting all these placements, niggas won't jump on dick and try to fuck with him then. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't do that shit. You hear me? I say, I say this shit on every end. I say a line on every independent tape I do. I say, I say, yeah, man, shout out to y'all that's fucking with this artist now. You hear me? Because I said, don't wait till they blow up. You hear me? Because y'all gonna blow up like, oh, I been fucking with them. Bitch, no, you wasn't. Yeah. I said on every independent tape. You hear me? Because it's the truth. Don't don't wait until, till, you hear me? Travis, Travis Scott got upper echelon. Start fucking with him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You wasn't fucking with him with the days before, before the days before rodeo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, you wasn't fucking with him back then. Yeah. So, like, don't jump on him now. And, like, and, and if you didn't know, cool. Cool. If you don't know, if you don't know who the artist is, I totally get that and understand that. But when you know who the fuck they are, and you just choose not to support them for whatever reason, don't jump on their dick now. It's a mm-hmm. lot of artists that niggas wasn't fuck like <laughs> Riff Raff. Let me use my boy Riff Raff for example. Yep. Why ain't nobody want fuck with Riff Raff? <laughs> OG Ross, he was Riff Raff first manager. He was trying to get riff songs with these. You like, like, you know, like. First of all, you gotta think about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's just let's just take all the everything out of it. This nigga was on MTV like a motherfucker at that time. Mm-hmm. He was on G's to G. He went on G's to G. Got put off the first episode, but his ass was so fucking memorable that he was on every fucking any type of show that they talk about stuff from TV, they was talking about it. They was talking about them on Good Morning America. They was talking about them on the Today Show. They was talking about them on Talk Suit. They was talking about them on every fucking little thing. Tosh, Air, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was like one of the first people to go viral if you think about it. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't you want to have to be like, oh, well, he don't rap. Like, bro, he sound like an old Houston rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Riff Raff been sound like an old Houston rapper. Ain't nothing, nothing from change from when Riff Raff first started to now besides the only thing he doing now is he's starting to fucking venture and make a little few pop songs you know what I'm saying a few rock songs but he was still doing that back then he got time that, that song time that he did is is a fucking cover of Hey There Delilah you know what I'm saying it's a song called Time Time goes on goes on it don't stop and it moves fast. And if it's jam, you ever you listen to that bitch, you be like, hell yeah. And it's a fucking <laughs> hey the song, the song is made off the beat for hey there, Delilah, whatever. So he's been making yeah, the song. Playing white you know tees. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then right. And then when this motherfucker started getting twenty five thousand dollars show, and you know what I'm saying, he was showing people how to be the man while tiptoeing in their Jordans. Oh, yep. now we <laughs> Yeah. Riffy baby, yeah, <laughs> you don't show love to the city no more. Riff, riff about it, God. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it, it always happens, you know. Meg, Meg the Stag, it was a lot of DJs who didn't want to play her shit because it was like, uh, she a female, that shit, this not gonna go nowhere. Uh, it's a cool song, but okay, because you know, I was there with mm-hmm. the early shit with 1501, you know what I'm saying? I was there when. I want to say I might have, no, 
I might not have been there when Carl actually signed her to 1501, but like I remember working with her when she was going to do her first show. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember my homegirl who I marched in the band with at TSU was her choreographer at the time, mm-hmm. teaching a dance move for her first show at at my homegirl's fucking dance studio off of Alameda. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And OG Ron C was her DJ at the time. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just crazy how it goes back to OG. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And my boy T. Nitty, before T. Ferris got in the picture, was the manager. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like, you know, nobody was really, 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 really fuck with her at that time. But then, like, after that South by Southwest 2018, Oh, everybody was on the old because you start seeing Yahoo music and Double XL and all these other other publications writing about her. Then you see big old freak get added on, get played on the Breakfast Club. Then you see it start getting added to this and this and that and that. And then they should start going up. They're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Meg, we love you, Maggie, baby. Yes, the Maganese, we love you. Yeah. I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it with Chose. I've seen it with Beat King. I've seen it with, you know, yeah. you name it. Young Desi, man, Young Desi, I, 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 Young Desi, Don Tolliver. I be, I, I be so fucking mad at myself because I got these, these motherfuckers right here. I, it's probably not on these, it's on the, on the old ones. These are, hold on, let me, let me put them right here so I can see. Got these are called so Snapchat spectacles. Nah, okay. these are Snapchat spectacles. Uh, if you can see right here, it's a camera. On. Let me put my hand right here. So, okay, it's a camera right here, right? I used to wear the hell out these. I don't wear them as much now. But I had footage of Don Tolliver telling me, OG, and Candlestick, like, man, it's like four years ago, probably almost five now. He was like, yeah, man, I stepped away from music. Uh, I just didn't really like the music I was making. Uh, but, man, this new shit I'm coming out with, man, I'm gonna be, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to be a superstar the next five years, bro. Like, shit I'm making is different. Like, uh, y'all going to fuck with it. And I was like, all right. First song he sent us was that, uh, was, uh, was I Gotta. Man, he sent me, he sent something. He sent one song and it was cool jamming the song. And then he sent that motherfucking diva. You know what I'm saying? If you ever heard Diva by downtown, you know how good of a record that is. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, this motherfucker out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he out of here. And then it seemed like, you know, about six, you know, seven months later, fucking uh, Kevin Gates went and bought the record, remixed it, put it out. I was like, mm. okay, all right. Probably about four or five months later, and you heard Don got signed Travis Scott. And I'm like, for real? Hell yeah. I ran into him. Yeah, I did, bro. We got signed, man. I took, and I was like, I, I bought up that footage. I said, bro, you know, I still got that footage. And I was so mad because the Snapchat I had it on uh, Snapchat after a while, they delete older posts oh, and they damn. deleted it. I was just like, damn. Oh. Damn. I was so mad because I had him, you know, and I and I don't I don't even want that just for me to be like, oh, I got this motherfucker. Now I want that for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, he really really take that and put that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I fuck with Don and you know, I, I, I was hella hella excited when you know he hit hit us up and was like, Yeah, man, I told y'all I was gonna come back and get the shit chopped up. Come on, man, let's go. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You know, he you know, he really kind of in a way opened the floodgates because then you know, everybody and mama won't come do it, you know what I'm saying? But you know. And, that, and that's why I was saying about, you know, Houston saying, oh, these niggas stole our sound. If we had more people like Don and Meg and Sosa, man, just getting their shit chopped up, you wouldn't have mm-hmm. that. You ain't got to just come to, you ain't got to just come to the chop stars. You go to Watts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to just come yeah. to us. You go to Watts, too. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, when y'all get mad because these other artists 
of getting the slowed down sound and then decide, hey, I'm going to make a song and incorporate the slowed down sound into my music like ASAP Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Then y'all niggas get mad. You got the same opportunity to get your shit chopped up. Yeah. Are you getting it done? Mm-hmm. Can't complain when that, you're getting your shit done. That, that's a fair point. And I, I'm not putting this on y'all because I know y'all in the Chop Stars, y'all definitely put local talent on. So I'm not including that. But we've talked to artists on, and they're not necessarily from Houston too, some from Cleveland as well. Um, and, and they seem to think like the pro- the problem is the gatekeepers, as in the DJs, the radio DJs. They say they're not playing our shit when we send them and they playing the out of town stuff and they not, they not putting the city first. And uh, I'll see some DJs say, hey, y'all artists not coming correct like you're supposed to. So okay. who do you think is really uh, to blame for, for this environment in Houston right now? So I'm glad that y'all say that. I'm about <laughs> to let me see if this shit's still on my fucking on my shit, on my story. Is it still on my story or is it gone? Uh, it's not, but I, I people replied to my story, so I can probably fucking find it. <laughs> Yesterday, an artist hit me up, and on Insta, I mean, on, on, I don't know if y'all know on Facebook, you know, you can send like whole songs to people in their inbox, right? Oh. On the computer. Oh, I know. On the computer, that. you can, yeah, right. So, a nigga just sent me a whole song, and I get this all the time, but I was just fed up, and I seen like the motherfuckers he followed, he was. Like you follow some of my niggas, some respectable DJs, so I know goddamn well you ain't coming at these niggas like that. So I said, yeah, I, and I, cause I can see, you know, I have my Facebook and my Instagram connected, so <clears throat> I can see some of my Instagram, my Facebook it messages on my Instagram. Sometimes it's fucking weird. You know I mean? So this was a Facebook message. So it's just a message. So I said, yeah, I got audio block on Facebook. If you're trying to get me to fuck with your music. You should try hitting me, asking for my email. No offense. No DJ's going to listen to a song sent to them, sent to their inbox with no in- info, no greeting, no introduction or nothing. You hear I me? Mean? I said, uh, that's not how you build a relationship with DJs, brother. Free game one-on-one. And everybody was like, hell yeah, comment on my shit. Yeah, bro, that's fucking right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you have to come at DJs right. And a lot of times, these artists don't know how to do that. These yeah. A lot of times, artists will show up to a DJ at 1 o'clock in the morning talking about, play my song, play my song. Nigga, you want me to play an unknown <laughs> song from an unknown artist I've never fucking heard of and I've never fucking... This is my yeah. first time hearing that at 1 o'clock yeah. during and, the power hour? And, and you, <laughs> in the, crazy? you in the groove at that time, too. Bitch, <laughs> you crazy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, just like niggas with radio. Man, my shit ain't on the radio. My shit jamming. Man, it's a process. It's a step you gotta go through radio. It's about twenty artists. You hear me? They can drop a song right now, and it's just gonna get played on the radio tonight or tomorrow. You hear me? But you, it takes a long time. It's like there's Drake, Beyonce. Uh, let me see, Drake, Beyonce, probably like the Bruno Marses. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not really. You know, it's not like I said, it's not, I, 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 that's just like three or four I can think off the top of my head. But if I seriously think about it, I could probably name you 20 artists who, like I said, could drop a song today and it should be on the radio tonight and tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But again, that's because them motherfuckers have a track record. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't build relationships with DJs. It ain't about, you know, first thing niggas think about when you build a relationship with DJs, you got a dick ride or ass kiss, you know what I'm saying? Or you got to <laughs> buy this thing off. No, bro, it's simple shit. If you know a DJ is spending, you know what I mean? Get there early. Yeah. Buy that motherfucker a drink. Hey, bro, you drinking? 
Preach, All right, man. Bet. All right, cool. Yeah, just let you know, man. You know, I do music shit, man. I'm such such such, such man. You know, should I chop it up with you one time? But shit, I know you're busy, but uh, should I I fuck with you next time? Mm-hmm. Step one. Yep. Then the next time you see that nigga, you know what I'm saying? Because number one, DJs remember shit like that because nine times out of ten, especially if it's a nigga DJ in the club all night, he's not getting paid a whole fucking lot of money. You know what I'm saying? If he's DJing four, five hours, you know, nigga might be getting paid $300. Nigga might be getting paid four. Unless you Rogers, you know what I'm saying, or a high C or candlestick or, you know, a DJ that's really been putting in the work for a long time, you're not getting paid a whole lot of money, DJ money. Trust me. Mm. Trust me. I know. That's why I don't do clubs because it's like sometimes it don't be fucking worth it. It's just shit that, you know, I tell niggas like this, you know, and it's not being funny. Like, I know what I charge for mixtapes and I know what I charge to chop up a song. A lot of times when motherfuckers want to pay me, I can chop up two songs and make that. Damn. Chop up a song, nigga, song, three minutes, four minutes, mm. five <laughs> minutes at the most. So I don't think it's going to take me to chop up this nigga song, talk on his shit, and send it back. I can do that in 10 minutes. Don't mean if you send me a song right now. Yeah. Yeah, don't mean if you send me a song right now, I'm gonna chop that shit up and now, nigga. I got you. You gotta wait. Just list. I got. Yeah. Nah, nah. DJ Hollygrove said it here first. You look, send him a look. song tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about get to send you, you something right minutes. now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tweet. Go ahead. Tweet it. I'm gonna retweet it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> y'all y'all he said ten but, minutes or it's free. <laughs> right, but, but you know it's just it, it's just about how you you build with it, and then you have to like actually support a DJ, just like you want a DJ to support you. Go to this nigga events. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Support the shit that he got going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Realize some DJs, you know, they do it for a side hustle, but it's a lot of motherfuckers like me who this is their career. Mm-hmm. This is their bread and butter. This yeah. is what gets their kid keep their kids fed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know. Like you gotta come correct, and then you know niggas. It, when it comes to services, see people like I gotta pay a DJ. I gotta pay a DJ. Yeah, for his services. Yeah. You know what I'm saying just like, like motherfucker. If you go to, if you want your oil change, that's a service. Mm-hmm. You have to get it done. You have to get it done to your car. You want to get your record on a mixtape. That's a service. You yeah. want an email blast. That's a service, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know, people got to realize and understand that anything that you do, you have to put money into. You know, my my, my, my OG, that's why he the damn OG. He says shit all the time. You fucking find me a business and I can start today where I have to put up zero dollars. Exactly. Zero dollars and I can start making a profit. Nigga, I stop DJing today. And nothing that you fucking do that you it's nothing that you gonna start that you don't have to put money into. If you want to yeah. be a pooper scooper, you got to go buy the gloves and the fucking scoop. Yeah. If you want to cut grass, you gotta go buy the fucking lawnmower. Unless somebody fucking gift you a lawnmower. But at the yeah. same time, you and even if that motherfucker, you gotta how you gonna get there? Mm-hmm. You gotta put gas in your car. You know what I mean? So you have to put money into any fucking thing that you do. And artists don't understand that. They think this shit come overnight. And I understand yeah. it because the internet kind of fucked that up because you have people that go viral and man, salute to them. That's that's a fucking blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell people, you gotta look at going viral like winning the lottery. My nigga, everybody can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm, and sometimes yeah. when you when, when it do happen to it, that shit ain't ain't fucking lucrative. Or it don't it don't uh turn out the way you I'm about to look at me, my dumb ass. <laughs> fucking ash and, and mist and anyway. <laughs> so uh nigga about the fuck shit up over here. But uh it's like you know just because you win a lot of don't mean that you're going to end up rich with all that money. And just because you go viral doesn't mean that your single is going to sell. 
It's a lot yeah. of people that went viral on their songs and they really didn't do nothing for their songs because they didn't have a plan of action. They didn't know what to do. And that's a lot of times with artists, they don't have no plan of action, no direction. They got their homeboy managing them that ain't fucking managed a McDonald's before, but this nigga gonna manage your fucking career. He hasn't taken any mm. music classes. He hasn't talked no to niggas that fucking... Yeah, you, you haven't talked to niggas that are all managers to say, hey, man, listen, I'm doing this. Man, when I started uh, doing road managers for certain artists, I would ask OG, T Nitty, you know what I'm saying? Bone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, D Will. I would ask the nigga, say, bro, you know, I ain't, you know, I'm a little nervous about this shit. So when I, what do I do when I run into the situation? This is how you handle it. Cause they know me, first of all, I'm a hothead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> OG Ron C tell you he had to take my gun out of my hand in 2010. I'm glad he did. Cause I don't know what to buy. Too. I'm not, I ain't telling niggas, oh, thug, bitch, I'm killing everybody. Ah, niggas, <laughs> At the same time, you come around that bullshit around my people, you fuck around, might get popped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm thankful that a lot of times, situations like that, it, it de-escalated before it escalated. So I would ask them, you know, how do I handle certain situations? You know, how would I move around that? You know, and getting those game from the people, you know, really save me and save a lot of people's career because shit, I don't want nothing but the best. Like I tell people all the time when they say, man, I appreciate this shit, man. You know I'm like, man, I'm just telling you because a nigga ain't telling me. Oh, mm-hmm. a nigga told me and nigga told me too late. And I'm trying to tell you early before you fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I um uh, speaking of the whole DJ thing, I don't know if you uh you remember the uh I can't think of his name, but DJ from Houston, he uh DJ for Keisha Cole. My, my boy High C. High C, yeah, 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 yeah. Um it, it was a situation that happened. I don't know if he was in this room on Clubhouse, but I guess Yeah, it, I, I was there. Yeah, I guess a lot of people <laughs> was upset that uh I guess he didn't put on for Houston uh during so, the DJ so. set. And and, I'll speak on this briefly, and I already know what you're about to say. No, no, I, I was just going to say what he said to me made sense because I guess people was wondering why he ain't played no Erica Banks and all this other stuff. And he said he, you know, he 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 not getting into all that already unless, you know, you pay me to do this. And man, I kind of respect that, man, because what the, he's, he pretty much said, I'm paraphrasing, but he pretty much said, what do I get out of it? <laughs> Like what so is this, what is that going to do? This what he this what he said. I'm elaborate because you know I don't want some people just hear that part and yeah. then they'll run with it like thinking as high as he's saying. If you're not playing him, you're not playing your records. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that on a platform like that, I'm fucking with the motherfuckers that fuck with me the most and the hardest. And at that time, BSGG Lil Man was fucking with him and going to all his shit. So I'm gonna be supportive of it. You hear me? Yeah. I'm gonna fucking, you know, and he said this is one of the hottest records in Houston at the time. You know what I'm saying? And people came and hit me and asked me, what song? And I was like, what song? I'm like, and I like who? And I was like, nah, I don't know who it is, because I didn't know his name. I knew the song, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I thought it was I knew it because it had Jazzy Fell on it. You hear me? But I didn't know BSG G Lil Man name at that time. So I was like, Nah, that's not one of the hottest songs to me, my opinion. To Holly mm-hmm. Grove, you yeah. know what I'm saying? My bro, Mr. Wired Up, was on it. He was like, Nah, Holly Grove. He was like, Remember that song I was playing last week when, and because I was at Onyx, he was like, When such and such, such, he was like, Yeah, you like that's the song. He was like, That's BSG, that's the song, that's him. I was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> so Wired Up said that. I'm like, Okay, yeah. I'm like, Nope, my bad, y'all. He right. That is one of the hottest songs. But at the time, like I said, I didn't know his name. So nigga coming in like, oh man, how the girl hate no high C. 
Why would I hate on a nigga that just bought me more money than 99.2% of the motherfuckers on stage? Because it was, you know, a couple people, you know, wired up was on stage. He bought me more money than, you know, how I see respect because I was that nigga DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, OG was in there. And he's bought me more money high. See, you know what I'm saying? So majority of you niggas on there, this nigga that bought me more money and more opportunity out of so why would I hate on him? And then when I explained it, I told I see, I said, nah, this is what I said. You know what I'm saying? I was like, he could have played. And I kept I told him why he's on stage. I was like, hey, I feel like you could have played, you know what I'm saying, this, this, and this, because at the time they was the hot, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they was the top motherfuckers out of Houston in Texas at the time. So I'm like, why wouldn't you put a little bit more fire? On their light, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing an interview. What's up? You trying to hit this? All right, come sit down. That shit. Say you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so uh, so you know, but he made a good point. He and, and you know, High C is a DJ that you know a lot of people do hate on because shit, he's in the situations they're not in. And he said, "Man, I play a record. I'm start supporting the record, and niggas start hate." And I felt him. I felt yeah. that because it'd be shit that we do. You hear me? Like, I didn't hear niggas still like our mix is verbatim. And it's like shit that, that we do on a chop not slop show. Niggas is still verbatim, but they don't say they don't fuck with us. Like, nigga, why are you, why you playing the shit that we play like in that same order? Like, it'd be weird, yeah. bro. It'd be yeah. weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the DJ community is weird. Yeah. And like I said, I felt high still on that because, you know, you got niggas that really, you know, don't fuck with him. Yeah. And we'll go out that way to stop fucking with artists. It's the same thing with OG Ron C. OG had been managing a certain artist. I'm not going to say who. And he stopped managing the artist because that artist was getting blocked from getting play on a certain station. Mm-hmm. So OG was like, I'm going to make sure that your shit go higher and I'm going to stop fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And the artist was like, no, OG. No, I got to, bro, because I don't want to be the nigga to stifle your, your growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I I, f- I feel for DJs because I feel like DJs are um they kind of get the um short end of the stick at times because oh. artists they always think DJs should play their music and then let's say their music do take off, then they just leave the DJ in the dust like all right I'm cool now, so uh, I I I respect when DJs say nah let's work out something first before I you know do that yeah man because you know you got you have situations where djs have single-handedly broke records mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and they get like no credit for it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and it's times that they do get credit for it from the artists but they still don't get you know no love shown from the label you know what i'm saying yeah the label like, so, the label swoop in and you know they man, find their own dj <laughs> Man, I know this interview about me, but I got to big up some niggas. Man, shout out to my nigga DJ John Wells. Because I don't care what nobody say. I feel like if John Wells, and again, you know, them niggas was doing their thing in Atlanta. But, you know, Texas is the number one digital market, period. No matter what it is. If it's fucking, if it's digital music, if it's digital movies, it doesn't matter. We're the number one fucking consuming market, period. You know what I'm saying? So John Wells was on the song early. I remember John Wells hit me and said, bro, I got this song. You have got to hear, bro. This is like, you, this shit's some crazy up-tempo shit. And I was like, man, send it over. And it was, boom, no flex, sound, boom, no flex, sound. <laughs> I was like, 
okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this jam. Sent to the OG. OG was like, oh yeah, we're gonna play this. Started playing on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll tell you we was like the first artist. I mean, the first DJ to start playing them. And this was like, I remember when they came to South by Southwest and we ran up on was like, man, yeah, man, we been playing y'all stuff on the radio. Da, 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 my boy John Wells. And it was like, oh man, I appreciate it. And my boy, he wasn't a chop star at the time, DJ Baby Chino. Uh, was one of their tour DJs, and uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like you know they show love, but you know it's other artists where you know you could be the first person in the world playing a song on the radio, and the song goes platinum, and you still ain't got no plaque. Mm-hmm. You know, it's songs that it's songs that I the hell blow up, and I still ain't got no plaque on those. And mm-hmm. I ain't asking you know, buy me my shit. I buy my own shit. Yeah, just prove it. Yeah, no, nah, it, it just show you how some artists are. Once they, you know, blow up, then it's like you don't even exist. And that's I think that's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And like I said, and I, I understand like <coughs> it'd be a lot of fucking DJs. You know, it'd be a lot of DJs that probably help you out and shit like that. But when it comes to certain shit, you know how shit was. You know what I'm saying? It's certain just like Rest in peace of my dog. Man, my nigga Young Greatness, when he he know when it come to who the fuck broke his shit in Texas, if he was alive, he'll tell you without a, equivocally, without a doubt, man, Holly Grove. He was playing Roly, you know what I'm saying? He was running that bitch on Chop Not Slop Show. And then when, like, I remember when they sent me, no, uh, when they sent me Moolah, like, I got, I think they whole dead. I wish I could put my computer up. <laughs> I have the original version of Moolah before, uh, before they went and changed everything around. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I got that bitch who was unmixing masks, and I was like, boy, this hoe was a fool. And I told myself, boy, this hoe gonna go. Like, Roland was already a hard record with him and Meek Mills. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about rolling on my wrist, rolling on my wrist, rolling on my wrist. I bet I fuck your bitch. Rolling on my wrist. I was like, yeah. Then, then he got Meek Mill on that hoe, and Meek Mill was hot as fuck at the time. You know what I mean? So it, it made sense. But, you know, it's some artists that, you know, would go out their way to make sure they show love, like my dog T. Wayne. T. Wayne made sure he came through and bought, you know, T. Wayne and then Carl Crawford. Like, and they're the only two people, and then BK, that mm-hmm. I've seen that, like, really just bought DJ's plaques like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like showing yeah. niggas that was there from the beginning. Plaques. Yeah. That, that's so salute dope. to them. That's dope, man. That is dope, man. You always like to see that love. I still remember because I always, when I think of Houston DJs breaking a record, I always go back to the time I was in the car listening to uh, Michael Watts doing his screwed up Sunday thing, and I heard that Trey Swing record the first time. Michael Five yes. Thousand Watts. <laughs> I talked to Watts he earlier. Played... Watts had called me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he played Swang for the first time by Trey. Back when you could play Trey on the radio before the politics <laughs> got involved and they banned him for whatever reason. We gotta get into that in a minute. We do, we yeah. do, we do. Oh, oh, but, oh um, we can get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, let's do it now, man, because nothing I was gonna say mattered anyway. But, but no, I know what you're gonna uh, say, and I remember because I remember that nigga Watts. I remember because he bought that bitch back like three, four times. Yes, I remember. He did that I never, song. I never... <laughs> I never called into a radio station. I contemplated it that day, man. I was like, you got to run that record back. When I heard that, I was like, and that's the original version with the original Michael Jackson sample. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, you got to run that back immediately, dog. That was so crazy to me when they first bought that record. Ross was killing that bitch, Jeremy. But yeah, we get, we get to that. So 
this is so. I from the beginning, I've always said that the trade it shouldn't have been no bad. You know what I'm saying? And I can only go off of what the story is told to the public and everybody. Trey said, you know, called him to a fat bitch on a freestyle, and you know, 979 people took offense to it. If it's more to the story that we don't know about, well, it needs to be brought to the public because everybody thinks that that's what it is. So yeah. I remember, like, I remember the interview. I remember the Tay, like, basically blame it. She act like Trey pulled the trigger. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's so crazy because, like, it's so many people who don't even know who the shooter is. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, man, it's crazy because they play the shooter on the on their station, like a mug. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? And I don't want to, <laughs> you know, paint my boy in the negative light because that's keeping a hundred. He was defending himself. That's why he only yeah. fucking did, like, a year. He only did a year for really for unlawful possession you know what i'm saying but he really defended himself you know what i'm saying but they play play the dude that shot the dude on the radio but you won't play the dude who festival was at because he called your on-air personality at the time fat bitch it's just it's, it's fucking retarded it's excuse me i won't say that word it's fucking <laughs> stupid as hell it makes no sense then like Especially after everything he's done from Harvey and like, yeah, yeah. dude got all type of. He didn't been recognized by everybody from the president to to Billboard awards. Like, like, yeah, the shit got to stop. The shit's fucking ridiculous, and and I get kind of upset at you know the the upper powers in Houston that be that don't fucking put a stop to this shit. Yeah, that and 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 to be honest, I'm I'm not from Houston. I moved here in 2016, so I'm not. I don't know exactly what happened, but from the outside looking in, it's like, damn, like this guy's doing so much for the city of Houston. And I think the final straw with me was them cropping him out of a Beyonce yeah. picture during uh, during Harvey. It's like, man, like, come on now. Like, like I, I, I heard the people that he had a problem with wasn't even there now. So it's like, y'all, been there, y'all can't just been let there that over go. 10 years, bro. And you know, I don't want to get too much into it because I got, you know, you know, I got people that work over there. Yeah. And you know, they definitely know how I feel. You know, we've talked about this on the side. Yeah. And it just it's just ridiculous. It's just like Yeah. It, it it's kind of tough. I mean, I, I like it's kind of t- like that situation with the Harvey stuff is like y'all got to make an exception at least because he is doing good for the city. Like it's it's not yeah. that deep, and like usually finding somebody, usually finding somebody doing more for the city than him. Yeah, and a situation like that, you got to make an exception. <laughs> At that point, I would say, hey, I know you know we got some stuff going on, but you know, thank you or something. It just yeah. shout I, out to my dog Train the Truth, man. You know, yeah, you doing you doing a lot for the city. And I ain't gonna lie, that Train the Truth, that Train ain't the last one. I was like, man, I want to see how he gonna do this with you know with. The COVID stuff, but he did. He didn't did pretty goddamn good. And then that that comedy show was a beast. And I don't know if y'all know. I heard about the comedy show. I didn't. Uh, he bought he bought out Dave Chappelle as a special guest. Oh, oh damn! Shit. So so just That's imagine you bought a ticket to see. You know what I'm saying? You bought a ticket to see that damn Monty, uh, my boy Nick, uh, Mr. Bankshot, uh, Desi Banks. Uh, uh, two Mac uh, defeat who who from New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So you get to see, you know, you buy the ticket to see all these, you know, very funny Instagram comedians, and then fucking the legendary Dave. This is like y'all go buy y'all buy a ticket to go see fucking. You know what I'm saying? 
Beat King, DJ Chose, Erica Banks, and mm-hmm. motherfucking Drake comes out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or fucking or Wayne come out. You know what I mean? Like, what the? I, oh, shit. I was yeah. trying to get this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, that, that, that shit was live as fuck. But I kind of figured he had somebody big because when I got to the show, they made everybody lock their phones up. I'm like, uh oh, yeah, you already know. We ain't locking my phone up for Easy Banks. <laughs> no disrespect, <laughs> Desi Banks. <laughs> Some two people I know do this: Kevin Hart yeah. <laughs> and Dave <Yeah. Dave> Chappelle. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, here, you go. I'm like, here I go. Yeah. So I got two phones. So I'm like, here I go. Y'all can lock my phone up. Second phone. Yeah, lock that phone up. Yeah, lock that phone up. I don't want to talk about it. Walk right in. Took my other phone out. You got me fucked up. But, you know, I didn't take no footage or no shit like that. I did get one little picture at the end when everybody else taking pictures, but that was it. But shout out to Trey. He doing a lot for the city. But don't trip because, you know. He definitely is. There's a lot of other people doing, doing, you know, stuff for the city, too. So shout out to everybody that's doing everything for, you know, Houston or your city, period, wherever you're from. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. I, I I got to bring up this tweet and then we could get off the whole, you know, 97.9 stuff. But you tweeted earlier, man, and made me raise an eyebrow. You said, let's discuss how 97.9 bots ban trade but still play sauce. And then you said, never mind, y'all ain't ready for that convo. I'm ready for that kind. Con- I, 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 I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier when I was talking about it. Yeah, that's what I was, was going to say. He was hinting at that, <laughs> so, but yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, you know, just like I said, I didn't want to say too much because I got people yeah. working over there, but it's just like yeah. not saying ban my, my, my dog sauce, but it's like, come on, bro. It's just like mm-hmm. it's just like if you in school, right? And you get to a fight and only one of y'all gets suspended. Like Yeah. We both was fighting. I guess how yeah. I get sit home. We, this, we man, both was what? part of the problem. <laughs> no, it's more like one person got expelled. And the other one gets to go back the next day. So, yeah, that's just wild, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, think, even, yeah, exactly. I, like, I understand egos. I understand things get in the way. But really, after all this, like y'all said, especially after he went up there and got that Billboard Award the same night Drake won, and he's talking about how you know he thought it was over for him in Houston after he got banned. Like after that, like I feel like they could have definitely let bygones be bygones at that point, man. But if it's it's yeah. never gonna end at this point if they didn't end yeah. after that. But yeah, man, and, and, and the powers that be know how I feel because the powers that be got me blocked on Instagram. So you know, Uh-oh. so that just tells me a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like speaking seen, too much truth. I, I see. I seen th- that person uh, tagged into something that I was also tagged in on Instagram, and when I went to click their name, it said user not found. You oh, know, but I'm like, okay. So I was like, anytime I see mm-hmm. that, first thing I do is click that menu button. Go to the Chop Stars profile or the OG Ron C's profile. See if you, you can see it. Or, or you know what I'm saying, 92 KL's profile. KELC, excuse me. And go back. And like, oh, oh, I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing the same thing with the uh, podcast um, profile, too. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me see if I'm so blind. So they know how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Oh, it's always glad to know when I go and click on somebody's shit and I'm blocked, then that means they know how the fuck I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always funny when I, it happens I, with somebody you don't remember ever talking to, too. Oh, yeah. No, you That's know that, that should be crazy because, like, 
you'll go viral or some shit. Like I remember I said some shit and it was kind of it was very insensitive because I should have thought more before I just opened my fucking mouth. And you know, what I said was very insensitive. And I was like, you know, I don't understand how how uh rape victims wait so late to say stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh. Yeah, that'll get you out of there. That'll get you out of there. Because uh, but I I gotta I gotta go on. I was like, you know, I was sexually assaulted. You know what I'm saying by somebody a female that was ten years older than me, and I spoke on it, you know, kind of early, and I was like, you know, it's just about you know doing what's right. I felt like you know if I as a child said something about it, you as a grown person should say something about it, and then they got on my ass, <laughs> they drug the shit out of me, uh, they opened my eyes some shit that I didn't think about, and I was like, okay, I get it, I understand now. That was fucking dumb of me. Just because I was brave enough to do it doesn't mean that they're brave enough, you know what I'm saying, to do it. Or they might be afraid or scared to death or think that if they're going to speak out that the person who did it going to murder them or something like that. So I understand that. It's like I said at the time, I wasn't fucking thinking, you know. So yeah. a lot of times I ask people to just stop and think, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like Herm Edwards say, don't press it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I feel the same. I feel like if you got to think about if um whatever you say might offend people, just don't even say it, man. Sometimes <laughs> I know it's going to offend people and I don't care. But, you know, with that, I, I definitely do care because, you know, yeah. I, I was a yeah. victim. Uh, I have, you know, some very, 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 very close family members who, who are victims as well. So, I definitely, definitely, yeah, was a dumbass for that one. Nah, I mean that's big of you to at least have a discussion with people because some people just say something ignorant and then say I said what oh, I said, fuck like it. whatever, whatever look, I said. I, 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 I'll be oh. real. I I fuck with Lil Kiki. We had Lil Kiki on the podcast before, man. Lil Kiki just just say some <laughs> shit and be like, "Hey, I said what I said." Our our, our Kelly used to say some crazy shit about our Kelly when that whole thing was going down. He said all the uh, or, uh, kill a I said what I said. Kill, kill, kill a Kalyan too. Yeah, no, Kill a Kalyan was the one. That's right. Not Lil Kiki. My bad. It wasn't Lil Kiki. It was Kill a Kalyan yeah. uh, who, who, yeah. who was going crazy on yeah. R. Kelly shit. I'm like, dog, you need to chill a little bit, man. But, right, just yeah. just 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 read the room, brother. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sometimes, <laughs> you know, we bad at that. We bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Uh, we don't want to hold you too long, dog. We know you're a very busy man. You got things to do. Uh, I, actually, I had I had two hours blocked out for y'all, but you know, if y'all trying okay, to Okay, okay. Hey, okay. if you can keep going, yeah, if you can keep going, we can too, man. man. Now, nah, if you yeah. can keep going, we can keep yeah. going, man. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely. I didn't know how much time y'all had, so I just went man. ahead and blocked yeah. out two hours on the way. Yeah. Shoot, we appreciate this, man. You a legend, man. So we we got to talk to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you so my- the chop star. This is the legend right here, by, right there. There you go, the chop stars. <laughs> That's the legend right there. So what you about to ask me, though, brother? Uh, so you put everybody on game about how to keep uh relationships with DJs and all that and stuff. Um, so how, how, how would you go about, cause there's a lot of up and coming DJs in the game as well. I've noticed uh, a lot of people who, who made a, may, may have did some shit on a virtual DJ or whatever DAW program of their choice that they, oh, they bootlegged ahead, off the torrents and got for free. <laughs> and, uh, they, they say they're a DJ. They, 
got two laptops or whatever, <laughs> and they say, I want to join the Chop Stars. What will you say to that person? <laughs> and how do, how do you suggest somebody really break into the DJ game if they're really serious about it? Yeah, first of all, if you come to us talking about you got two two laptops, first of all, you better be a dog on two laptops. You better make them two laptops sound like they turntables. <laughs> not we ain't fooling with you. Uh, <laughs> we want DJs, you know what I'm saying? Disc jockeys, turntablists. Uh, and as far as being a DJ, man, like I say, like, we're just studying the crap. There's too many people, you know, it, it, we, we call, we got a term called PJs and CJs. You know what I'm saying? Which is push button DJs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or uh, computer DJs because they use computer programs to <laughs> DJ. They don't know how to scratch and mix and blend and stuff like that. And it's like, then why are you DJing? Like, you're just doing it for the look. I mean, we probably all seen a video, excuse me, of Paris Hilton DJing. Yep. <laughs> and then when they show it, she's not doing nothing. It's a dude pressing mm-hmm. the buttons and, yeah. and moving a mixer for her. Like, it's <laughs> like, you know. Like that's disrespectful to people that are actually doing the craft. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell them to actually go and study the craft. Go and you know learn about scratches, the crab scratches and stuff like that. Uh, go and you know shit. Watch some DJ documentaries. Go watch fucking Qbert shit. You know what I'm saying? Like go and learn about it. Go watch DJ Jazzy Jeff set. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go watch him do the the his routine. You know what I'm saying? And not saying you got to do that shit, but like learn so you'll know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because the more you know about how that is and to do that, the more in tune you get into your crowd, especially if you want to be a club DJ. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you got to know your crowd. You, know, you be looking up. Uh, it's too many times I've been in, in a fucking club and I see the DJs like this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you going to look at your crowd to see what the fuck the crowd doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, how you feel about that is how I feel about rappers now, man. Because you got newer rappers who kind of shit on the '90s rappers and you know older rappers, and it's like, oh, I don't really listen that's to that a shit. That's a, that's a two-edged sword, though. Yeah, it, it's like, man, because like, you got a lot of them old niggas that you know when them niggas be coming up, they they hate on the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I I've heard the greatest. I even like even at one point in time, that nigga Snoop. Made fun of the Migos. Talking about he didn't want to do this on the Migos. He was talking about, I have to hit it, I have to Yeah. But you can't deny the Migos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I definitely understand it. But at the same time, you still got to learn your history, even if your history yeah. don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, Fuck with you. Because, like with us, we, because I didn't grow up in the 60s <laughs> or 70s, man. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the s'mores Oreos. All right. You're doing the <laughs> big over there. Pop. Yeah. Shout out to Pop, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Friend out, of the show, out. too. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah, I um like I wasn't born in the 70s, but I still go back and listen to that shit, man. And it's always good even though I, I might not like everything back then. And uh, I'm damn sure they uh they probably don't like my music or none, but um I I just go back and just learn the history and that kind of helped. That used to help me as an artist. I used to figure out what to sample from them from then and all that. So it, it's always good to just go back and just listen to what was going on back then instead of just you know not even paying attention to it a lot of people don't know that you know what I mean? and that'd be the disconnect because some of them don't do they do diligence and know the history about it yeah yep a lot of people don't even know hey this song was a sample from uh, a al green song or something like that don't even fucking know it bro yeah 
or a, 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 it, it, it could be a 50 cent song. It's like, damn, y'all ain't know he actually sampled that from somebody else, right? This is not a 50 cent original sample. And, Too um, many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times, there's times I've heard that from other DJs. I'm like, you ain't know that? <laughs> no, I ain't know. Yep. See, because you don't play nothing but this new shit. You don't DJ no, you know what I'm saying? You ain't DJ no fucking wedding for nobody that's, that's farted. You know what I'm saying? And they mama didn't want to hear that old school shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly, I think that's a lot of what's missing, I think. And I don't want to get on the old man's soapbox talking about, oh, these new rappers today. But I do feel the soul is missing because, like you mentioned, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg grew up listening to funk music. So, of course, his rapping going to have a funk feel to it. And today, most rappers are influenced by somebody like a Lil Wayne. But they ain't going to look at the people that influence Lil Wayne. They just going to look at Wayne. Like, how many rappers we got sound like Wayne now? You know, how many rappers we got sound like Young Thug now? Gucci. Like, they're they're taking that, but they're not taking the inspiration that made them what they are today. So you're really kind of coming off as a, a cheap copy or whatever but they don't go back and listen to the the soul music it don't got to be all rap too man there's a lot of early rap and them 70s r&b music too that people were inspired by so i think that's one of the main things that the game's missing right now that that feeling of soul that inspired a lot of the uh, rappers that we know and love but it is what it is man i don't, I don't know if you can do anything about it but, but i say this too that i feel like rappers are that happier place, kind of, sort of. It's at a druggier fucking place. It's at a happier place, too, because we do have a lot of songs that are, you know, more about partying, having a good time. Not saying we didn't have those songs back in the day, but it's a lot more now than, you know, back then. Because, you got to think about some of our, some of the rap hits. Motherfuckers be talking about some shit going on in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Cell therapy. What they talking about? You know what I'm saying? That's fucking one of our legendary hits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, motherfucking uh, Ghetto Boys. You know what I'm saying? What the hell are they talking about? On their on they biggest hit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always some trauma. You know what I'm saying? In a lot of our hit songs back then. So I get what some of you, because they be like, man, I don't want to hear that shit because some of that shit depressing. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they'll fuck around, turn around, make a depressing ass song they got themselves. Like, bro, make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had a recent uh, long discussion with one of our uh, mutually known people who said something controversial. He said that Chameleon Air was better than Scarface. <laughs> and I fuck with both of them. I fuck with Chameleon Air a lot. I was one of Chameleon Air's biggest fans when he came out. But I still think that's very disrespectful to say somebody like Scarface, man. Uh, that, was, yeah. that was just me personally. I, I'm like, nah, you got to respect what Scarface did in this game. Yeah. You can't be saying and, shit like and that's that. The th- and then, too... Wait, uh, wait a minute. So, I feel like Ollie Grove got a yeah, controversial yeah, was, opinion. Go, ahead, no, go to two. Go to two. Go to two first. Go <laughs> no, ahead, go I was going to say, um, this guy also brung up that, you know, he was talking about the uh, the actual tech, the technical rap and, you know, was better than Scarface. Which I okay. can, you know, but yeah, you could you could agree with that, but I just think I, was it, say this. I just think you know Scarface put in years, man. It, it's just to me, I just it, by default, I would probably say you know you can't say that. You put it on the head. See, <laughs> I, I would say that. Really, I've I've heard this. Other people say this as well. Is that maybe if you know Comedian had a longer career, more albums, that we could probably say that. 
but it's just like the body of work that he yeah. did. Fucking their faces. Just like look at you gotta look at Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes came in, this motherfucker doing this goddamn thing. Yeah. That's what comedian did. Cause he came, this motherfucker doing this goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? That first album, they had to hit after hit on that hook. You know what I'm saying? But Tom Brady still that nigga still shit. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened when they played? You know what I'm saying? When they yeah. went to head to head. Yeah. Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? Did better than him. So it's kind of the same way. Yeah. You know Just saying? imagine if Patrick Mahomes at- retired now. Like, are you going to say he was better than Tom Brady and just ignore the, you know, the twenty plus years Tom Brady been playing and winning? Exactly. So, so it's like, yeah, he's great. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would probably say, as far as, you know, because both of them are, are, you know, what we would call true hip hop rappers. Come in there as a fast hip hop rapper, kind of like, you know. You put him in the same boat with Twister and Crazy Bone and things of that nature. But, yeah. you know, you can understand what he says as well. You know what I'm saying? And his metaphor play is, is fucking uncanny. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, the, the shit he, I hear. We all heard that mixtape Messiah. <laughs> yeah. We all heard that motherfucking <laughs> mixtape Messiah Paul one. That shit is. Yeah. That, that, that fucking, when that, when that tape came out, 2005, four? Yeah, that's still to yeah. to this day. But matter of fact, nigga, I'm gonna listen to that shit when I fucking finish. You hear me? <laughs> before mm-hmm. I, before I gotta do another mixtape, I'm about to go listen to that tape to get some inspiration. And that's what something I do too. I go listen to old uh mixtapes from OG and Watts and you know uh, other DJs, drama and shit like that. Like mm, get a little motivation mm. when I'm feeling like uh I don't want to do this shit off. I'm like. If I feel like like sometimes like I haven't done a mixtape, worked on anybody mixtape in like maybe it's about about pretty about a month since I've done a mixtape because shit I've been on the road and shit. So now I'm about to get back into doing these finish doing these mixtapes and it's just like it's different. That's because I've been so far removed from it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Camila did this motherfucking thing, but I can't say that he's better than Scarface. Yeah, and, and I know music is a um opinion based thing, but Ooh, just factual, man. Fire. Like, just I, I would say saying that is, I, I think it's a fact and that Scarface it, is, and I mean that shit. And I mean yeah, and do you, do you feel like and I see like I said I'm not from Houston so I ain't really get the full chameleon there effect, right. but and um, like I, I get it you know just like some you know like I, I wasn't just, here when Fat Pat and was alive so I mm-hmm. didn't really get to see how the city like embraced Fat Pat and all them I was here yeah. for Hawk you know what I'm yeah. saying and then when yeah. Hawk on time the guy killed you know so I see how the city loved him I met Big Mo I met Pimp C so I see how they loved him and everything. So I get what you're saying, you know, you, yeah. you really get to see how the city, because when that motherfucking comedian went, it was hardly fucking with comedian in the city already, you know what I'm saying? But when he, to, like yeah. this, it was really fucking with him. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I told um, this guy this, man, Scarface is probably in everyone's top five. You go to the West Coast, he's probably in the top five, top ten. And, top uh, ten, not my top, top ten. Five, yeah, top ten, top ten. You could go anywhere in this country, and they got face top ten, no doubt. Right. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I just say, think millionaires runs just too short. East Coast, the East Coast. They, they. Uh, There's a lot of people who probably wouldn't put them in the top ten, but I say, I say, 
universally, he's definitely in everybody's top 15. For shit show, everybody's top 20. East Coast is biased as hell, so he might not make yeah. that top. Now, now you do have you, d- you do have like a Benny Siegel who got him top 10. Uh, I was watching uh, Drink Champs of the interview, and a lot of people had pretty much had him in this top ten in their top ten. But yeah, I do agree. Uh, New York is very biased. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, son, no, I can't get jiggy with that down yep. south shit. Be yo, it's mad. Scarface, it's mad bumpers, <laughs> I, I, I realized that once I moved here because you know I grew up in New York music pretty much, and once I moved down here, I realized how much people down here really didn't care for that type of music. Like I was, I was into the French Montanas. I was heavy into the New York shit, and got down here. It's like, man, it's 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 his own coast down here. Yeah, that boom bap. You hear me? Like you know, even though that's the you know the foundation of hip hop, like that ain't that's not for everybody. You know, yeah, it's, it's a whole different that, style you know, down here. It's just like it's just like I give you an example. Like when you go to a club here in Houston, you can play bounce music for maybe. 10 minutes, maybe 15, but you damn sure can't play shit no 20 minutes or no 30 minutes. You can't do nothing like you do in New Orleans. In New Orleans, the club, the music in the club is 95% bounce music, 5% other. Damn. Like damn. R&B, yes. And it could be because number one, it was a hot, if an R&B song is hot, it's already getting bounced out. If it's a song that's hot, it can be sped up. You know what I'm saying? Because some songs, you can't bounce. You know what I'm saying? You can, but it's it's like you have to speed up it too much, or you have to s- slow down the fucking bounce beat. It's 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 kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. for the most majority, you know what I'm saying, some what you can do. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it's just it's just weird. Mm. It's just, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up though, because that's something I wanted to ask you too, because. I was talking to this girl, I remember after Katrina happened, she worked at Best Buy. We were chopping up a little bit, talking together. And uh, I made my, I was trying to put her on a Houston music. Like, I made her a whole mixtape and everything. It had, you know, Good to luck. everybody who was hot, it had Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Millionaire, uh, Trey, Zero, everybody that was hot. And she wasn't fucking with it, but she made me a mixtape that was like, like you said, all bounce music. <laughs> A lot of BG and, you and Hot like, Boys and stuff too. No, actually, I couldn't fuck with it at the time, man. You couldn't fuck with it. I, I really couldn't, dog. I was like, man, I don't. I, I just want to hear like <laughs> chopped and screw music. I want to hear that Texas flow. I don't want to hear like you know that this bounce beat on every song. So, why do you think the sounds of New Orleans and Houston are so different? You know, being as how how close Texas and Louisiana are, like sisters, like their sound. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm going to say a few words. Uh, I can say one word or two words, depending on. Yeah, yeah, one word. Juneteenth. Mm. Okay. Expound. The 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 rate of how shit slows down from New Orleans going west is just crazy because if you look at Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, you know, is high pace, you know what I'm saying? Kind of a high pace city, you know what I'm saying? Even without the music. When you're going to Lafayette, Lafayette, it's a little bit little bit more laid back. You're going to Lake Charles, they're real laid back. Beaumont, laid back. So as you start going this way, it's just start getting a little bit more lax. So 
I look at the same way as with fucking with Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? Shit got to y'all slow. Y'all take everything slow. Houston, like it's a real, it's a real laid back, chill city. So you know, y'all. You, you, I mean, you gotta think about it. You know, up until you gotta think about the clubs back in back in the G. You know what I'm saying, like even now, y'all can play. You can play screw in the club, and motherfuckers is gonna be like, man, hold up, baby. Man. <laughs> you can't do that in New Orleans. You can't go too slow in New Orleans. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I mean the music and the culture has a big part to play with it. Like I said, you know, y'all been listening to slow down music for you know shit thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've been listening to bounce music for thirty years, thirty five years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just enriching the culture, and then you know. We the birthplace of jazz too, you know what I'm saying? Jazz yeah. wasn't no it wasn't no slow shit, you know what I'm saying? Jazz is always some upbeat, up tempo shit, you know what I'm saying? So you know, I guess you know, just having that 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 upbeat, that up tempo, and you know, New Orleans was known for you know even back in the day for you know the prostitution and the shit like that. You know, it was a city you came, got your vices off, you know what I'm saying? And you got you got you, you got you, and you got the fuck. So. You know, I think that fast pace of life in New Orleans, like, always resonate with everything we do, you know, especially with the music, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the niggas that invite and really bounce music off of those damn New York beats, I thank them. <laughs> For real. I never heard it put like that before, man. So... Houston likes slow music because we were slaves for longer and it took longer for the no, news and emancipation proclamation. I say as you go west, everything gets slower and more laid back. Because if you think about it, like just think about it, you know what I'm saying? Think about what's further west than Texas. You know what I'm saying? New Mexico. Have you ever been to Albuquerque? Have you ever been to El Paso? That shit is yeah, laid back as yeah, that's the true. fuck. Mm-hmm. So everything that goes west gets more and more laid back till you get to fucking California, even LA. I mean, well, not LA, but even, you know, like we're getting banning and Palm Springs and all that shit. That shit's still laid back. That shit not no, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Up in the city besides fucking Vegas, all that shit is laid back as fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, that's what, what, what I meant by that. You know what I'm saying? Like everything... Always was lax. Uh, you stop that, sir. <laughs> I'm on an interview, and you being rude while I'm on an interview. <laughs> Kid, he's yelling out stuff. I don't know what's wrong with my son. Three <laughs> fifteen after school, so I be telling them. <laughs> be telling three fifteen after school. Get them ready just in case a bullet. Don't know to about the like, three fifteen after school. <laughs> I tell them anytime, but tell you that I said just be waiting at the bus stop early. No, I ain't, ain't deal with it. We ain't got time. If you come hit you, you handle your business. Don't run. Just tell them that I ain't fooling with you. If you come hit you, you gotta handle your business. But nah, you know, like you know, everything is laid back. You know, and it's always been like that. You know, in the South. Period. You know, besides, like you know, it's it's certain cities in in the South that are kind of fast-paced cities, but for the most part, the South as a whole is laid back as fuck. I'm saying besides, like, you know, even even Atlanta as busy as Atlanta Atlanta's still kind of a slow, uh, a laid-back city. Even if it's a fast, you know what I'm saying? They still laid back as fuck. Mm 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Besides, like, you know, like Miami and fucking New Orleans. Like, fast. Everything is, everything else, if you look at it, it's laid back. Yeah, I forgot. Miami is fast. Even you listen to their music, music is kind of similar to, um, kind of close to New New Orleans a little bit. You know, you know, like I said, I kind of attribute it to, like I said, the fast. You know, the fast pace of everything that they do out there, then like, you know, the Caribbean music, you know, the Latino music, they, they're influencing it as well. So mm. that's kind of my take on it. You know what I'm saying? I feel that's one of the reason. that's one of the reasons why I started doing like, you know, the, the Screw Orleans mixtapes where I take, you know, a lot of the old New Orleans songs, you know. Uh, older New Orleans songs and chop them up and then at the end I do a bounce mix and I always play some bounce shit. Mm. Okay. Shit, man, chopped it up. Mm. Now that's dope, man. I'm on six vibes of a I put them out like every other year, a year or something like that. Uh I might and I used to so I used to the man one person was like, man, you need to put them out more often then so I was like, nah, you're doing the right thing because you make motherfuckers miss that up. <laughs> mm. Cause motherfucker show up, like, man. What's up? What you put out that screw on it, dog? <laughs> God damn, you got me listening to one through six, bro. Whoa. Nah, <laughs> you gotta make some message. shit scared sometimes, man. Bro, bro, niggas in that message, bro, crying, laughing like this nigga is funny as hell. I'm just saying, bro, I need a new shit. God damn, I got some new order. He said, he said, what the nigga said, he said, they got some new. All the new, all the shit you can chop. I was like, this nigga is crazy as hell, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. And then, uh, uh, well, shit, fuck it. I can say it because, you know, I'm on y'all podcast. I can give y'all some news, you know. Y'all be okay. the first outlet, the first, you know, people that I told about this. Uh, I had, uh, uh, did a tribute mixtape to my boy Young Greatness, who, you know, was unfortunately killed uh, a couple years back. Uh, the tribute mixtape chopped up, you know, all the songs has some unreleased songs as well. And uh, I'm I have it up on live mixtapes right now and on our app, uh, the Chop Not Slop app. But I'm actually gonna be putting that up on the DSPs, okay. Uh, and I'm scheduled to release on September 19th, which is his birthday. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying my dog would have been 37, Dang. uh, so yeah, I'm happy about that. And you know, I'm not taking no money. You know what I'm saying? You know, my people was like, Yeah, so what you what you what you what you took like thirty percent? I was like, I didn't take nothing. I want all that to go to his mama, you know what I'm saying, his kids. Mm, that's dope, man. Now that's really dope, man. I'm sure they are all appreciate that. I'm sure he would appreciate that as well. So no, that's that's fire, yeah, that, man. That's dope of you to do that. Yeah, that's my that's my dog, yeah, man. It's just like, you know, it's just sad that, you know. He was taken from us. He had a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot more music that was coming out. It's like he had a song that actually dropped, like ironically, the night that he, the day that he died, or the next day after, called yeah. "No Love." What a dude, that man, know your chop. And it's just like it's eerie to hear the song because the the in the hook they say streets ain't got no fucking love. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it was like it's just hearing those lyrics. It just hearing that shit is like, damn man, it's crazy because you rapping about how the streets ain't got no love and the streets really ain't had no love and killed, you know, took you out on some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Some little young niggas being, you know, quick trying to get a quick buck, not thinking, trying to rob somebody, rob a nigga that was from the streets. They wasn't gonna get that shit up that quick. Shot to kill that man. Mm. Fortunate. 
But yeah, it, I'm doing this for him. So no, it really is, man. And that made me think because we have talked about this before on the podcast as well. Um, sometimes, you know, a lot of people they say, well, being a rapper is the most dangerous job in America. And sometimes I kind of roll my eyes because I'm like, okay, I mean, the streets should have always been violent. That that's always been consistent in America, regardless of rap or not. So if you in the streets, things happen sometimes, unfortunately. But it does feel like it's gotten worse, man. You have so many artists, people like Chucky Trill recently, of course, Mo Three in Dallas. Like, like it right. seems to be like. What is your take on that? Do you think like it's gotten worse, so, or do you think it's, it's just what it's always been? So before I speak on that, it's crazy that you. You know, said those two names, Chuck and Trill and Mo Three. So today, as we taping this, is uh, National Radio Day. When I posted mm-hmm. pictures from, I posted like ten pictures from. You know, me working at the station or or with other radio personalities. And the first two pictures is Mo Three. Mm. Second picture is Chuck and Trill. Damn. And we interviewed them on a Chop Not Slap Show. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to both them brothers. Yeah. But uh. I agree because it's, it's it's like this. You have an influx of access. With social media, you know what I'm saying? You got the rappers that get on there, get on their social media, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby, just got this mother, this motherfucking goddamn chain on that whole year. I mean, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Man, got that money, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're doing all this on social media, you kind of make yourself a target. Just like, uh, uh, what's your guy named? The guy killed in California? Uh, uh, that's from New uh, York. Uh, Pop Smoke. Uh, Pop Smoke. Yeah. Just like him. You're on the live, your address got put out there because you're on live and you mistakenly show what, you know what I'm saying? A, Where are you at? Uh, a, 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 like, I, he got, Somebody, I forgot who it was. Somebody sent him like a gift package or whatever, and you're on the live and you show your address. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now people know where you at. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that that happened to him. And you know, I know he didn't purposely do that, but you know, you you know, you got to be careful because you make yourself a target. You know, you got people that are jealous. Uh, not so much of you know. Of course, you're gonna have people that are jealous of you, but then you also gonna have people that just want what you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not nothing personal against you. It's just like shit. You just happen to be that person in in a vicinity. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I look at it this way, and I don't know the particulars of his case or nothing. It's like, who knows? Them dudes could have been in that neighborhood before, and like, man, oh shit, suck, man. Look at that address. Hey, fool. Remember we hit that lick and such and such and such. Man, that's right there. Man, you know, shit, ain't no police out there like that. You know, blah, 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 Shit, we can pull up, run up, blah, 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 blah. We gone. I, I used to, man, like, it's just, it's shit the nigga used to do, you hear me? That, I, yeah. that I, uh, I've witnessed back in New Orleans, you hear me? And I know how shit go. You know what I'm saying? If a nigga think they gonna get, uh, 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 could hit a quick lick, they gonna hit a quick lick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, like I said, he was, you know, tragically shot because, you know, somebody was trying to get a quick lick. Yeah. And that's usually how, you know, it's it's it's, it's always that. It's either beef or a quick lick. Yeah. Beef or robbery. It's yeah. always the two. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just never like, you know, you know, more often we hear about, about rappers dying from from getting shot 
are overdosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mental health is, is you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we finally come to the space where we can talk a little bit more, more about mental health as, you know, young black people or black people, period, because, you know, shit, 20 years ago, you couldn't tell your, tell your grandma, hey, grandma, I think I have some mental mental health concerns and I need to, grandma, look at you like you crazy as hell. You, know yeah. you can't even tell your Boy, grandma, you, you can't even say you sad. You say, what I'm you depressed. Got de- you can't. What you, you depressed? You got a about? roof over your head. What yeah. do you mean you right. depressed? Yeah. Sad. You better go. You better go lay down. Take you better sad your ass sad. over there. <laughs> Sadness, you know, and, and 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 I get it because you know that's how they grew up. About you're right, and not only that, it's not even about how they grew up. It's like you got to think about some of the shit they lived through. You know, yeah. anybody like I, I'm 37 now. You know, uh, you know, both of my grandmothers. Uh, are are no longer with with me. One of my grandfathers no longer with us. My other grandfather just turned ninety two a couple weeks ago. We're in twenty twenty one. I'm I'm bad at math. We go back ninety two years. What's that? Uh, twenty thirteen. Somewhere around that. Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah, go back ninety two years. What's that? Um, nineteen something. 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, something like that. Anyway, so just think about the race relations at that time. You know what I'm saying? Just think about how black folks were treated. You know what I'm saying? It was still still a little bit of slavery during that time. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you got to think about what they went through. You know, they were dealing with lynchings and shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Still picking cotton. I get get what they say. When it come to that, because of course, you know, and then shit, mental health as a whole, as a nation, we weren't even up there yet. You know what I'm saying? White folks didn't even have that that type of shit that they can go talk to somebody like that yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that probably was for rich people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, psychiatrist, oh, you must be rich. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You probably look like like for real. You know, so I I, I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. I'm just glad that we're in a place where we know this now and we can actually, you know, go and talk to somebody that's readily available. And, you know, more and more people are going to school for this type of thing. So it makes it a little bit more affordable because, you know, the more if it's only a few things, you can charge like a motherfucker. You remember when it's many, you got more options. So shit, you got to lower your prices. And if you got to think about, you know, I saw an article about the stuff too long ago, the average price for like, you know, psychiatrists, and shit like that 20, 30 years ago compared to now is like motherfuckers was rich as fuck off that shit years ago. Now they're like making what, you know, uh, a regular RN would make, you know what I'm saying? Which is still a decent salary, but it's nowhere what they was making 20 years ago because more and more people going to that. I mean, it's a little bit bad for their pockets, but shit is good for the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit, all heroes don't wear capes and usually the people that are saving the world and saving their lives don't make a lot of money anyway. Very well said, man. Very well said. Yeah, I'm glad we're ending that stigma too because, you know, it's gone too long. And I think a lot of people are traumatized in ways they don't even realize yet, man. It could be something yeah. you saw as a kid that you don't even really clearly remember, but it just changed something in you. And yeah. people, I mean, people got to end that stigma thinking you weak for talking about shit. That happened in your past because nah, people, I mean, that still affects people to this day, man. So 
Yeah, stop telling the boys, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not it's it's not okay to cry, man. What the fuck yeah. you mean? It's not okay to express your emotion, man. If he gotta cry, let him cry. But if he crying about some bullshit, you let him know not to cry <laughs> about nothing. Like, hey, listen, yeah. why are you crying about that? There's nothing for you to cry about, bro. You need to cry about something that's that's really serious. Mm-hmm. Like you're not crying about you gotta let him know. You know what I'm saying? Like educate your kids. You, you it's too often that we leave the teachers, you know me, to fucking educate yeah. our kids. Yeah. I do that shit on your own too. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's true. You gotta learn, man. You gotta fucking learn. Yeah. And I think a lot of people out. feel. <laughs> what is that? That's super fancy, dog. What is that? This this is automatic. Right now, it's grinding up my uh my uh. Oh, stuff it's a weed right grinder. Now. Okay. What kind what? of What's that? Elon What's Musk? <laughs> what kind of Elon Musk technology? <laughs> man? It's never crazy seen because <laughs> what a little, what a little, it's a, it has a little thing at the bottom, and it actually will stuff the cone for you. But oh, damn. it's for king size cones, and I already fuck with king size cones. I I use the one in a quarter size, so damn. I still use the let it break my shit down. Though, but damn. Damn. that look like what Iron Man used yeah. <laughs> to break his shit down. That looks super technical, Facts. man. Damn, Facts. yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. I had to get one of these, man. But yeah, man, it's, you know, but I could I could go on about that forever. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying talking about yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, it's just like you know. I used to, I used to have a problem with you know when like I used to get mad at people when something comes up and it's one of those common sense type things. I'm like the fuck, like what's this? Now you don't. How the fuck you don't know that you don't that you don't fucking put bleach in 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 color clothes? Like you don't fucking know that. <laughs> and I think about and I think about wait, I gotta have common sense because everybody doesn't have that common sense. And then yeah. who's to say if she never washed clothes before. What if, you know, her mama always washed her clothes for her? She doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? I used to get mad at shit like that, and now I understand that everybody wasn't raised the same way, but I, I like yeah. to think my mom raised me pretty well, and she used to pop me about, like, what the hell? That's common sense. Like, what do you know? Like, what do you yeah. think? Use your head. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, DJ Holly Grove. Like we we could go on forever and ever. To be honest, dog. Yeah, like I, great conversation. Yeah, man. I want to get you out on this though, man. You a sports guy? You a football guy, man? I, um, I, I'm, I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you a New Orleans Saints fan, right? Hold on one second, sir. I'll let you know who I'm a fan of. Just give me one second. Uh oh. Paraphernalia. He about to get a cowboy something. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so my my, I, I I'm gonna hear some shit from people. I don't care if you know me, you know. So this is my favorite team forever in a day. Oh, the 49ers. 49ers. Oh yeah, okay. You, you, oh, you, right. You did grow up in the Bay at one point too, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, uh, the Saints had drafted this little rookie, this dude. You know what I mean? Who was very very good? He played running back for UT, and then I started fucking with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so you know, I, I, I'm a Saints and a Niners fan. It's crazy okay. because you know, uh, when I became a Saints fan, they were still kind of poo, and the Niners was was still good. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really have to worry about about that, and they weren't really playing that each other that much because you know, yeah. they had just started the NFC South or whatever. You know, the Saints was in the West uh, prior. And like I said, the Saints were still kind of trash. So, you know, I was like, okay, I can root for the Saints, but, you know, when they play the Niners, whatever. 
But then, you know, when the Niners start, got pooed and the Saints got good, you know, it was like, okay, well, all right, cool. You know, <laughs> root for the Saints, too, of course. Like, you was in, like, I, I was so crazy. I hear people say, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. I'm like, nah, bro. You better go check them tweet. Like, when the Niners went to the Super Bowl uh, with Colin, and then when they went again uh, with uh, with uh, 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 Porn Star, Porn Stash, yeah. uh, <laughs> Porn Stash Jimmy, uh, it was like, oh, you, you're a bandwagon. I'm like, you better go check them tweets. I'm like, you're going to put in DJ Holly Grove, 49. You see from uh, 09, 2010, 2012, Niners and Saints. Bipolar tweets, everything. I'll be like, man, oh, man, I don't know what the hell the Saints doing. Good job, Niners. Yeah, let's go. Everybody. <laughs> so so uh, those are my teams forever okay. today. I don't care. When they play, like I said, I praise one and, and shun the other and then turn around and praise that that one and then shun the other. Yeah. So I'll be going so, back and forth. So, so who y'all starting quarterback for New Orleans, man? <laughs> Is it Taysom Hill? <laughs> man, that's what they said it's going to be. But, I mean, looking at the numbers at the camp, like they got similar numbers. Like, you know, like uh, every day the, the Times picking you put out like day like the other day they put out day 17 and they just have to break down the total number from everything and I mean the numbers are almost similar like me personally I'm like I put like why wouldn't you give the former Heisman trophy you know what I'm saying the 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 the, the former uh NCAA champ the former you know like he had the most yards yeah he had the most interceptions but he had the most yards, you know what I'm saying? Like the most touchdowns or whatever he had, like give him another chance. You know, yeah. you know that his eyes was a problem. He went and got LASIK, you know what I'm saying? Give him a chance. Like, yeah. I understand that Taysom is your illegitimate son. You know what I'm saying? Really think that, <laughs> I really think that's 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 his like his illegitimate son or something like that. Or oh, he married Tay, uh Sean Payton's daughter or something. I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> but it's like, man, it's like Give give Jameis a chance, mm-hmm. and if it don't work out, like you have him on a minimum deal any fucking way. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you give him a chance? You got to taste on this long ass fucking deal. Yeah, you know I mean? four year, five year deal, whatever it is they gave him. Yeah, four year, five years, two hundred seventy six million. And can taste some be a, like one ninety or something like that? And can taste some be a uh uh like a full time NFL quarterback though? Because he come in once in a while. I don't know if he can just last for four quarters for a whole season like that. I mean, you got to look at what he did, you know what I'm saying, when Drew was out. He 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 put up decent that, fucking That numbers, was a couple bro. games, though, man. That wasn't, a, you know that wasn't 17 I mean, games. He wasn't losing them games either, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to it, – it's like this. It's kind of hard to – Say okay, I can't go with this dude. When when I put him in, he did what the hell he had to do. He didn't lose no games. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't terrible in the games, but he wasn't fucking elite. But he wasn't terrible either. So it's like shit. What am I gonna do? Yeah, that sounds like Tim Tebow to me. <laughs> Tim mm-hmm. Tebow was the same way. Hey, but but you got James Winston, man. Hey, hey, brother. Tim Tebow won a playoff game too. He did. He did. Yep, it beat the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, but he ain't get that chance again for some reason. <laughs> Couldn't be tight end, but hey, should have my quarterback. <laughs> I think Jameis should get a chance too, man. People gotta stop hating just because yeah. he looks goofy. 
in training camp, running the shit. <laughs> Yeah, he sat behind Drew Brees, man. He under one of the best coaches, one of the best coaches in history. So I, I think he'll be all right, man. Yeah, I think we go ahead just just stop playing. Just go ahead and name him a starter. I mean, we got one more playoff game coming up this weekend. You know, as you know, as we you know tape this right now. So you know, hopefully, as y'all listen to this, y'all be like. Man, Holly Girl was right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that boy James said he did his thing. I mean, you got to look at the playoff game. The longest completion last year in the playoff game, I, when they took him out, yep. I was like, why? For one <laughs> play, man. Yeah. They had him in for one play. Like, keep him in and, there, dog. And he, Drew Brees and he, is and he had like a And he had a 385-yard pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, he threw it from here. He threw it from the West Bank of New Orleans crossed the river to the East Bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> long, bro, that pad was buku long. You know what I'm saying? It was the longest. And, and I believe it was the longest pass by any Saints quarterback the entire year. Damn. That's a I'm lie be because you got Drew Brees yeah. was playing. Yeah, but he was on his last legs, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Drew knew Drew all lives matter breeze. Yeah. Y'all better stand up for the flag. (laughs) I burnt his jersey too when that happened. I burnt his I burnt his jersey. Uh I tagged him in it. I sent it to (laughs) I sent it to to every Saints player that I that I know that they fuck with me. Uh, some of them saw. I know that he saw it too because a certain. <laughs> I'm not gonna speak on this incident because I'm not gonna. If I yeah. say this, I feel like I'm gonna be snitching. But a dude that I fuck with on the Saints, like he made sure Drew saw it. Hear me? He was like, "Man, this is what one of your most loyal fans is doing." So if one of your most loyal fans who had your back through all the shit, he's doing this. Like, dog, you need to apologize for this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you go look, you could tell why you what before that you could tell boy, what even the first time he said shit about the, this Neil shit, I was like, I drew, all right, bro, ain't that's not yeah. true. That, mm-hmm. Shut up, man. You shut your ass <laughs> up. About double down on it. Yeah, he, he double. Nah, he, no, ain't double, he, he tripled. He tripled. He yeah. tripled. And he tripled, came out of nowhere. With, he came out of nowhere with it too, because nobody was talking about that. It was around the time where, you know, the George Floyd stuff happened and we was well, having a conversation. He, he, they, they baited him. I ain't gonna lie, they baited him. Yeah. The Did they? Oh, okay. They, they, they kind of baited him into the question, but at the same time, he could have just not answered. But he, yeah. he, he was like, oh, you know, it's about my... Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, like you know, the first time he said it, you know, it was still kind of fresh, and you know, a lot of NFL players were speaking up, you know, about the shit that Colin Kaepernick was standing up for. But then, you know, you have people like Michael Jenkins, you know, he started the Players Coalition, and of course he's gonna say something about it. You know, you got this man making a video, he crying because he's like physically upset. Oh man! Like, oh, like man. when, like oh, when I said, like it's crazy because when I sent a video, when I sent a video to, to the Saints players, they just like shake my head. I know, bro. Nah. Like damn dog, like man, that shit crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but one of my partners was like, "Damn, bro, like that's really how you feel." I was like, "Yeah, that's how I feel." He was like, "Man, I ain't even mad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now then, that's why he got out, man. He was like, "Look, I don't know how long he's gonna be my gonna last run. for me for." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that offensive line. That, yeah, this that is offensive, not my last season. That offensive line is about to let niggas through. 
And this is like, and, and then like I tell people, you know, of course, you know, he's done a lot for the city of New Orleans, and I get that. I mean, but then you know, at the same time, you know, it's hard to change somebody's upbringing, and you know, if you know anything about yeah. Texas high school football, you know about Drew Brees. He's a fucking legend. Here. He went to. Austin Westlake. And if you know about Austin Westlake, they have a very, very, very fucked up saying. We're white, we're rich, we're Westlake. Oh, damn. No, okay. I ain't even trying to put no innuendo behind it, man. Just came out straight out and said it. Damn. So, yeah. We're white so, like, rich. and rich. Wow, like, okay. Yeah, and like, if you like, like, if you Google, you know, like, like, just like shit, or even talk to people that played high school football, Ask them if they've ever played Westlake, mm-hmm. black dudes, and then ask them about their experience with them. A lot of them tell you about, oh, yeah, I've been called a nigga while I was on the line, all type of shit. Damn. So, and I'm not saying Drew Brees is one of the people, you know what I'm saying? But, again, he went to a, he comes yeah. from an area this, you know what I'm saying, known for doing that. So, I can see him double down on some shit like that. Yeah, and I, I realize. I mean, yeah, I realized throughout all this stuff too. You ain't gonna change nobody mind how they feel about it. It it it, it kind of got to the point where I just you know if you feel a certain way, just don't even say nothing, man. Just you know, just keep it moving. Don't try to stand on this hill and stuff. And a lot of people feel like, hey, we need to have this conversation so they could change. It's like they're grown ass man. They they stuck in their ways when it comes to shit like this. So they if they feel a certain type of way about black folks, they not about to up and change at their conversation. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going <laughs> to say, I say this too. I, I'm going to cut you off. I say this too. Go ahead. It takes, you know, they'll say, oh, well, what about me? You know what I'm saying? You know, the white, the black, the white folks that have the black friends, but they still on some racist shit. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, you're, you're different. And it takes for the motherfuckers is different. To fucking yep. stop their ass and check their yep. ass and tell them why they're wrong and explain it to them. Like, you know, that's just like saying, like, all white people are white trash. You know what I'm saying? It's like saying all white people are meth heads. You know what I'm saying? That shit not fucking true. It's black people to do meth. It's, it's Mexican people to do meth. It's Chinese people to do meth. You know, but it's those stereotypes. People got to get away. Got to fucking get away from them fucking stereotypes, bro. The stereotypes is what keep a lot of fucking racism up. And yeah, even though black folks can't be racist, yeah, we can be prejudiced as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to call each other out on our bullshit. No, 100%, <laughs> man. No, definitely. And that's the thing. It does take the person who is the quote-unquote exception to come out and call that shit for what it is, man. But a lot of people are scared. <laughs> I will I will say, though, <laughs> I do wish that was the biggest controversy with our quarterback <laughs> because I could live with that. <laughs> I can't live with what's going on in Houston, Texas right now with our football team. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. that. I, ain't, I ain't touching it. Hey, look. Uh, <laughs> like real look, you you ain't gotta get into the details of nothing, but what's your overall thoughts on the Houston Texans from how they started? Because it was at one point they was up twenty four nothing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs end up coming back and end up winning the championship. The uh, Super Bowl. I and, feel like this, and it just I, went. I, it just went downhill, I'll, man. They I'll tri- cut you. I'll just cut you off and just say this, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all threw away y'all Super Bowl. They threw away a Super Bowl chance when they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. 
So it, it went down. So you, it so, went down so like, 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 so, so we want to agree that Andre Johnson has been the the greatest player in Texas history up until maybe JJ Watt. You know what I'm saying? So like JJ Watt will probably be the next, but he's gone now, right? So okay, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> so then after JJ, who would you put next? D Hop, right? Mm-hmm. You would actually probably say because I mean I'm not sure. I Either D Hop or Arian Foster. Aaron Foster. But I think D Hop. I think D Hop had better numbers than I think he's had better. I gotta go back and look, but I think that's what my partner told me. I don't really yeah. follow, you know, Texas. <laughs> like you know, I I watch it, you know, like because a lot of times I'll be in the studio with OG Ron C. So you know, we'll watch the Texas game and watch the Saints game. We be talking shit, you know. We had fantasy and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's just like you know he's been the best player. You know what I'm saying offensively since fucking Aaron Foster, and really I say since Andre because he was more he, he's been more productive than Aaron was for y'all. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like you threw away your future because of some incidents that happened off the field. They're not even. There's not even it fucking. It wasn't even. Not that. even him. It wasn't even that. It seemed like they just wasn't getting along with the coach. Or the coach I didn't mean, really care for his attitude. I mean, I mean, and they trade him for a second round pick. <laughs> so I was told it was his attitude. I was told that it was the off field antics with people around him, like somebody got pulled over and a car registered to him, and they had some shit on him. You know what I'm saying? And again, these are just rumors. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they're exactly true, but it's like. You know, if you hear those things are are troubling. But again, if it wasn't him driving, like I get I get it. You're trying to protect your player. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to make sure that, you know, he's not surrounding himself with knuckleheads and goons and shit like that. But again, if this is the nigga that's not getting in trouble, why the fuck you gonna trade him away? Because yeah, it's 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 uh, it just it's crazy. And then like, okay, so the coach to trade him away, where is he now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he is he the coach? He gone, gone he with that four now. games. Yeah. He, in college. he was fired he, within four games. You know, step down. Yeah. And this I think I think the problem, uh, I don't think people were super upset about him being traded. It was it was more what they got for him. Like though, you got back a washed up David Johnson in his contract in the second round pick. <laughs> this is like damn, like DeAndre Hop. You would you would I could have swore up and down you would have got a nice first round pick. Who y'all got with the second round pick? Ross Blacklock, who barely played last year and wasn't that good. He might be good this year. Looks but, good in preseason in that it, one game. But yeah, but if if I could take this back, I would take I would give up Ross Blacklock and whatever for DeAndre Hopkins again. It, right now it's not a good trade at all. <laughs> you ain't getting no premier defensive player <laughs> with that pick. And and D Hop not just, you know. He ain't putting up the same numbers he did uh, over here, but shit, he's fucking doing his thing. I mean, yeah. then he got Kyler Murray over there too, who I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray's cool, but you know, yeah. I have my reservations about that young man. Yeah, he ain't Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so speaking of that, look, since you tapped in, you ain't got to put no names on nothing. You ain't got to say it's your opinion, but I do want to know. Like, have you heard anything? Like, what is the vibe you're getting uh, uh, from people you talk with who may have, you know, inside sources on what's going on with Deshaun Watson right now? Like, what's what's the vibe in general, man? 
Uh, I mean, so I have some some f- friends <laughs> who knows one of the ladies, and it, it's it's crazy because it's like you hear one thing from one set of friends, yeah. you hear something else from another set of friends. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you see the shit to come out with you know with a text message. You know, it's like. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it 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 don't it don't and then like I said, you know, with, with one of the particular ladies, you know, when people didn't been knowing her for like, you know, for years and years say, Oh, this right up her alley. And again, you don't want to take things like you don't want to mm-hmm. take, you know, sexual assault with a grain of salt. You don't want to do that because, you know, the ladies are victims, you know, and if they are victims then you know, it's a fucked up situation that they were victimizing there in that situation. But if it's a ploy for money, you know, then there's it's a problem. Yeah. If and, it's and not true, the, it's a problem. That's what sucks about having so many because like when when there's one that's getting pointed out as suspicious, that's gonna cast down on everybody. That's the thing about Bill Cosby too. Bill Cosby had the 60 plus women come out, but then you look and you said, okay, some of these women had working relationships with him for a long time, even after, like, there are certain things, I'm not going to get into the details, but there were certain things that made you raise your eyebrows at some of them and say, hey, you know, is this just a, a ploy for money or something? So that, that cast doubt on everything, and that's unfortunate so because if there are I, real I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. R. Kelly, R. Kelly's ex-wife, she didn't speak about none of this until yep. she got the reality show, hmm. like you talking true. about. Oh, I, I don't. I didn't want to do this for money, but you got paid yeah. to tell your story, and then like everything you go on, you tell your story. So how you? Yeah, it just look. It, it doesn't. You know, and like I said, you know, <laughs> that you know, a lot of people have their different doubts. You know, are there different? views on R. Kelly because you know, it's people from Chicago that know about certain things that everybody else don't know about. It's people that mm-hmm. knew, you know, the girl in the video and it's just like you know, it's like you have the aunt Sparkle who's like, oh no, nah, fuck that, da, 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 da. but then you got the parents like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just want to get guilty, guilty or innocent. I just want to get to the point where it's okay to play his music. (laughs) Is is that so wrong? I still got TP2.com chopped and screwed by Michael Watts. Can I put that back in the deck, man? I'm just sick and like I understand. And and then I always say this too: It's like you know, you know, we canceling him for doing that. Okay, so where's the outrage for for Elvis? Where's the outrage for Wilder Valderrama? If y'all don't know who that is, he played Fez on that 70s show. He dated Mandy Moore, uh, Demi Lovato, and what's the other girl name? Mandy Moore. What's the other? What's the girl from? uh, She played in Freaky Friday. Uh, Uh, You're talking about, uh, I know you're talking about, but for some reason (sighs) I can't remember her name either. Um, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, he dated yeah. them when they were 16 to 17. Man, this nigga was 23 and 24 at the time. Where is the fucking outrage for that? Paul Walker is one too. 
Mm. He had an underage girlfriend and nobody talked his, about it. His his fucking daughter's like best friend or some shit like that, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the outrage? And I mean, you know, yeah. may he Fast rest and Furious ain't get canceled. We can still watch Fast you know and Furious all day. Yeah, I ain't yeah. get canceled. You know, but I, you know, you know, rest in peace to him. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, but at yeah. the same time, like, bro, that, that's you know, that's yeah. let's, let's call everybody I, out. Yeah, that that's my whole problem, man. Don't uh, pick and choose who you want to cancel, and uh, keep everybody else around. That's you know, that's doing shit. If we gonna cancel people, we gotta call out everybody. Don't don't give me oh this person need to be and canceled. Then, and then also, I, I I I implore women to you know look at their situations and assess as it really sexual assault because I know it's times that you know it's been called sheep on people. I'm not saying that it's happened all the time. I'm not saying that women are just out here lying on shit, but you know, it's been times where that woman know that she, you know, she, she gave consent and whatever reason, whatever reason it happened during, after whatever, that something changed and she didn't want to do it. That's cool, but you got to tell that dude. And if you don't tell that dude, and you like, if you like telling him, like, if you're not saying stop, like, please stop, please, I don't want to do it anymore, then it, it's a problem because a lot of dudes don't, they don't hear that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that uh, I want people to listen to what I'm saying, and I want it, want them to, to to understand what I'm saying. When you're at a point where you don't want to have it anymore, you have to verbalize to this guy that you want him to stop. You have to say, stop. I do not want this. Stop, please. I do not want this. Because if you don't say anything and then later on you say you didn't want it, but you didn't say anything and then you call rape, you put that man in a bad situation because that man didn't know. I've had it happen to people before. Mm. I've had it happen. She said it. She told the officer that's the only reason why he got off. She said, I didn't want to do this, but I didn't tell him. And he said, I'm sorry, that's not right because you didn't tell him that you wanted him to stop. Yeah. It just happened with Trevor Bauer. And I'm not defending Trevor Bauer because, you know, I don't get off on beating women and BDS. And I think that's just weird. But I mean, if they both into that and consent to that, then that means that that don't mean it's illegal now that you regret it a while after. Like if you consented in the moment, then that's yeah. what he just they want that in court. I'm not saying it wasn't just because of other reasons, but nah, if you consent to something in a moment, that's what I don't like. That you can regret having sex with somebody. We call it post nut clarity, where <laughs> you, you done, you look to the person you just slept with next, and you're like, damn, what the fuck was I thinking? I was too drunk. I should not have smashed this girl. But you you Ooh. charge that to the game as a man. Yeah. Women go through that too. That don't make it right. That just means you chose wrong, you was horny, whatever. Like, uh, 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 like you said, I don't want to minimize women who actually go through that, but some of this shit's goofy. The yeah, shit that yeah, happens as easy as are is goofy. Because of, if you if a chick tells you no and you keep fucking her, you're a fucking pig. Yeah. And then just like I told, I, I've also, you know, I told my homegirls, like, I said, you know how, how y'all be, y'all have to stop this, this, 
sexy, flirty, no, mm-hmm. and <laughs> wanted type stuff. Yeah. Seriously, like yeah. I gotta stop that because when it's a time where you really want it to be, you no, know, a nigga might confuse that as you you just yeah. playing a little hard to get stuff like you like mm-hmm. y'all like to do. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody done been in a, in in a bed with a chick when you you land next to her, you match with her, and she be like, uh uh-uh, uh no, and then to yeah. her ass up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you ain't lying, man. You ain't yeah. lying. You ain't what lying. You, yeah. What you playing doing? cat and mouse? <laughs> cat and mouse, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, you know. So you know, you, 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 and I hate to say that, but you know, it's the truth. Because again, you're gonna have a guy that's not just not gonna be understand. You know what I'm saying? And it might be his fault. It might be, you know, a learning disability. You know, it might be a complex he he has. You know what I'm saying? He might not be able to differentiate between the two. Yeah. Sad. Very true. It's true. true. And now that we've all been canceled and now (laughs) this podcast is getting taken down, (laughs) they just they just fired the Jeopardy host. For his podcast comments, so I guess oh, we ain't never hosting Jeopardy. I see, I see that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming though. I knew that was coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got I mean, his ass. Yeah, that, it was kind. It was kind of weird how they just uh, picked him out of everybody too. It was no, like, it's, oh, he's the executive producer. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They had all so these. Diff- they had all these different celebrity hosts, and they made it like a, 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 a big time celebrity is gonna take over, and they just get the executive producer. To do it, so I thought that was weird. First of all, and then that shit came. I'm like, maybe it wasn't meant to be. This is a game it to. What's it? Green Rainbow. Yeah. Call it a day. Levar, Levar Burton, <laughs> Kunta Kinte himself. Give but, it to Data. Yeah. yeah. Give it to Data. And <laughs> data. Get uh, what's his name? Picard Zola ass out there, man. What's his name? Charles Xavier. Wasn't that, that nigga name? Oh, uh, oh, 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 fucking Star Trek Data. I think that was. That nigga uh, I know you're talking about. I forget his real name, no, but I know you're talking about. No, nah, let me see. <laughs> let me see what this nigga name. No, no, Gordy. That was his name on on, on that. Gordy. Oh, LaFord. Jordy. Like Jordy yeah, LaFord. Yep. Yeah, that's his real name, and that was uh. Yeah, that was his Star Trek name. That's right. Data mm-hmm. was the android. He was the white guy. Yeah, he had the yeah. he had the look. Yeah, he, he had, had the, the cyclops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had the, the cyclops glasses. eye. Yeah, he, he was blind in nigga, the show, so he had that to see. Yeah, I think. Shoot fire to eyes. I was like, when, what, I, when what? I was a kid, I used to watch that shit. He never did nothing cool with that shit. I didn't like yeah. it because of that. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Star Trek because of that. I like Star Wars better as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like but Star that boy Trek, Cyclops, though, he was out there fucking niggas up. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you open your eyes. Like, you were, you, were, you were a mean ass nigga, bro. If you open your eyes and you fuck some shit up, like, what? What the fuck you say to me, bitch? Ooh! <laughs> fucking what you did. You know what you, you were saying, bitch? Somebody up, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> man. man. That's crazy. So if you could be a superhero, and you have superhero powers, who would you be or what powers would you have? Wait, just one power? Or multiple? Yeah, <laughs> yeah one, well, just I, one. I, oh, man, that's tough. I mean, that's tough, man, because the main ones people going to think of are flight 
which yeah. would be cool, but I feel like the government gonna hunt you down and <laughs> they're gonna cut you open. <laughs> them them bitches got them fly. invisible jets. Yeah, yes. they got the invisible the, jets we can't see. <laughs> yes, they got drones that's gonna shoot your ass down. So invisible, probably that'll be a dope ass power to have because you can go wherever you want. You yeah. know, if the times get tough. Pull a jack move, ain't nobody we'll ever gonna know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> break into a vault, steal a million dollars, nobody gonna know it was you. Mm-hmm. Uh, super strength would be fire, but I mean, I don't know. That's tough, man. I gotta think about that. I haven't thought about that question since I was a kid. I gotta really think about that. What superpower would I want? <laughs> I'm trending towards invisibility though, because that would yeah, be yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> that what you'll do? All right. I probably, I'll be honest. I probably want Wolverine powers. Walk well, heal. That's true. Mm. Self healing. Self healing. Because I'll go around and I will, I'll be rich. I'm telling I'll be rich. Because I'll tell somebody like Mike Tyson or something like, man, <laughs> motherfucker, I bet you $5 million that you're going to punch the shit out of me. <laughs> you hear me? And you will not knock me out. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh! Somebody about to get a whipping. Nope, just what happened when, when you disobey. No, nah, you got to. What be when you disobey? <laughs> you got to be invulnerable for that. You can't have Wolverine powers because Wolverine got his ass whooped. Wolverine got knocked the fuck out a few times, and he got cut open. He just heals. You got to have like Superman invulnerability where nothing can hurt you. But I feel where you're coming from, man. I would be a firepower to have too, man. You really can't go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, but you gotta think about it. Like, you would have to have, you would have to make something where I trust me. I think we're gonna make some money. You know what I'm saying? I tell niggas, like, all right, okay, cool. You can't knock me out. Shoot me right here. Bow right in the chest. Come on, come on. Go ahead. Yeah, some, yes, I'm telling you, you're not gonna. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, so you would? <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Give me the money. Give me the money, motherfucker. <laughs> So you would you wouldn't even stop crying with your shit. You just be running around making bets. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I help, like, I help people out. You can you stop hood violence. You could do all this I stuff, mean, man. You like? Nah. I mean, I, I would definitely, I would definitely do you know some of that. You know, like Luke Cage, but you know, I can't be broke. You hear me? I got to make some money some way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is like Shazam. He was down there. If y'all seen the movie Shazam. It was out there lifting shit up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? What's up? Give me some of that money. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that money. Put the money in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's, I always think about that. Like, that should be cool. I thought about invisibility as well, but I also thought about that. I wouldn't want, I don't never want people to think I'm a creep. You hear me? So I That's feel like we yeah, have invisibility. Females can always think so. So you, so your superpowers what? You could be invisible at any time. Do you know where I live? You know, just, I don't even. I don't even put that in their head. Fuck that. You run up in Rihanna's dressing room or something. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I would never. I would never go into a Beyonce bathroom. And- <laughs> you would. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. But I guarantee you, it's some creepy ass dude out there right now who would be like, "Oh my, I wish I had that power." I'd be in. Yeah, you know, it's always some creepy ass dude. Just like I said, peeping time. It ain't just dude. Yeah, it ain't just dude. Cause there's always some nasty ass uh 
a 40 year old lady won't fuck a 13 year old white boy. So, uh, <laughs> to each his own. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. A random question I just thought of, man. Did you see the uh, the Turk Vlad interview by any chance? I haven't, but I saw it. And that's the one where he said, you know, in New Orleans, we do things different or something like that. Talking about yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my dog, Turk. <laughs> so I, I'll say this that's not a quote unquote New Orleans thing because I don't know Buku people that was doing that that's more of a uh, gang mentality type of thing a gang a gang mentality but a fatherhood thing because you know baby was like a father figure to Turk and 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 Wayne, you know what I'm saying. So I could kind of see that. Why you know about that happening? I don't know about. I've never personally seen it from you know the times that I've been around any of them people. You know what I'm saying? So I can't speak on that part. I just seen the picture like y'all see. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I I can't speak on that because I don't know a whole lot of people who was on that. I do know people who have done that. I've seen other people do that and they fucked my head up and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then my partner was like, yeah, that's like that nigga daddy. You're like, what you mean? Like, I don't even... That's <laughs> my dad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and then, then, you know, nigga like, well, you know, shit. They were trying to kill him. They got him murked, and then he did this, and they did that, and you know, like, okay, so it's on some like some mob type shit. We're like, yeah, I like say less. So, yeah. <laughs> if you know about the history of cash money, you know how they got their money early. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, to shoot some bail to Turk, some of what he was saying did make sense. Like a lot of friends got that, you know play gay jokes on each other, like, you know, say some goofy shit, but yeah, the, the the kissing thing, I never really understood that. And then he made a response with Kevin Gates in the video where like Kevin Gates gave him a little kiss too and he kiss said, hey forehead, man, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, y'all just playing into it now. I don't know. And then, I don't know. But I'll say, I'll say this too about Kevin Gates. That's how he is in real life. He's a very, very like, <laughs> Kevin Gates and kissed me on my forehead before, you know what I'm saying? That don't mean he trying to fuck me. You know yeah, I, I wasn't. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like you know, when it, when it happened, you know, my my little partner, he was like, you know, he really fuck with you. You know what I'm saying, like like that's how that's how he show affection. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not gonna look at him as being gay or no shit like that. You know what I'm saying, nigga, like I really really fuck with you on some shit. Like you know what I'm saying, like I care about you and your well being with your kids. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is like I said, I. I, I I wouldn't say that's necessarily New Orleans thing. Yeah, and you kind of see it with the um like the old school mobsters though, man. They yeah. they kiss yeah, each other on the cheek and the forehead. Shit. Yeah, it's some mob yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, everybody you got to make everything gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's, only I, the, it's only I, the, I the black, it's only black people that uh, uh, make it gay. <laughs> I wear a pink mask early, so I guess I'm gay because I wear a pink man, mask. Yeah, some take it too far. Some take yeah. it too far. I don't. Does I don't that, know. There, I, there was. Does that make me gay? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the homophobic shit has gone too far, man. Some some of these people need to yeah. chill out. But it is with boozy going off, making songs and shit. <laughs> uh, you got to you got to give it a break, man. Got to give it a rest. 
I'm going give you, by the way, speaking of break, I'm taking another break. There you break. go. All right, there we go. Reese's, peanut butter. Yeah. Chips Ahoy. Mm-hmm. Reese's. So I'm is that an exotic pop special too, man? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, look, bro, yeah. like I said, <laughs> this man really getting into it now. They look yeah. good as hell too, man. I can't lie. <laughs> uh. Well, shit, like I said, man, we really, this conversation done went on a roller coaster of everything I think we could possibly talk about, man. No, this This, is actually my favorite interview so far, man. We've been doing this podcast for about three years now. I appreciate that. I ain't nobody. And it's good. And usually when we have certain guests on, they kind of be, you know, real secretive or, you know, they not open at all. And we usually be fishing for shit just to, you know, have a conversation. But, man, we really appreciate you hopping on, man. We we do this every Friday, man. So when that, and whenever you, you want to, man, feel free to come up here, man. We in the same build. We yeah. on 24 Greenway Plaza, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't tell people your locations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We just talked about this. Yeah. Oh, niggas yeah. be jealous. Don't be telling them where we at, man. We at a <laughs> yeah. undisclosed hey, we location. Every, we at every Friday, nigga. Yeah, we at from 6 a.m. to motherfucking 11.45 a.m. <laughs> the password is Banana Rama. Just tell them at the fucking front and you come upstairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, we got to say uh, undisclosed location, like my boy Jack Freeman used to say when we did a podcast together. I mean, oh, oh so, that's, my, that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out yeah, to my dog Jack yeah. Freeman. Indeed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jack. Um, so we've been putting people on to Houston artists, man, that they may have not heard of. So we're going to wrap up with this real quick. Uh, tell the people some Houston artists or just artists who are underground in general that they need to be listening to if they're not already. Baby Sam. He got a song called Vision Blurry. He got another song called I Want with uh, legendary SUC artist ESG. Uh, Another artist named Lakey. He's out of Austin. He got a song called Work. And then he also got a song coming out with DJ Chose. He got a song with a YNF Quinn. Yeah, so he he working. What's his name again? Uh, I'm writing all this down so I can check this out. Lil Key, L I L, then K E. His song is called Work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Sam. His song is called Vision Blurry. Yeah. Uh, Mr. H is Black News. He got a song. He got a Dallas. He got a song. Uh, with Erica Banks called Bossing Up. Mm-hmm. So his so name I, I is is Mr. H is Black News. Yep. Okay. Mr. Okay. H is okay. Black News. And I asked him, I was like, what what that mean? He was like, Mr. <laughs> H is my business and Black News. You know what I'm saying? He turned up. You know what I'm saying? He he the one that's uh, about the mischief. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, like like Jacqueline <laughs> Hyde. Okay, I I see it. I see it. All right. That's cool because you know a lot of people don't really have personas and you know all shit like that in hip hop no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So, so that's cool. Uh, then uh, a dude named Flystar out of New Orleans. He got the song called Bud, B U D, and it stands for Backup Dick. Okay. Okay. He said he is like a side nigga answer. He said I'm a bud. I'm a backup dick. The one she want to call when she want to get some dick. I'm a but it's it's, it, it, it's a nice little song. And then last dude named 
uh, uh, C.O.E. Yante. He out of, uh, I want to say he's out of Arizona. I could be wrong. It might be Denver. But he got a song called Side Nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's a jamming-ass song. Uh, and then the last person I'm going to put y'all on is Taylor D. T-A-Y-L-A-R-R-D. She called herself 337 Slim. She's from Opelousas, Louisiana. She got a song called Lit. I'm mm. fucking with her. Yeah, okay. Man. Tall, slim, okay. beautiful thing. Very energetic. Could wrap her ass off. Fucking with it. Okay. I like the recommendations, man, because we ask this to everybody, and usually they don't give us too many people or people we've heard of already. So I like that you actually put us on the people that I personally haven't heard of at all, but I'm definitely going to yeah. check them out. If you, if they yeah. got the uh, DJ Holly Grove co-sign. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and then I'm going to give a few more. Uh, sincerely, Amira, she signed to Akon's uh, Convict. She got a song called Move. Okay. Sincerely, yeah. what is it? Amira. Amira, okay. Like mirror, like 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 a mirror, but okay. a mirror. You know what I'm saying? Hey, her song is a beast, and she's just <sighs> okay, 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 okay. Definitely gonna yeah. check this out. They might we might yeah. review it on our next podcast yeah. too. Check so. them out. Shoot, I might reach out to them and try to get them on. Man, I'm a I'm a yep. huge fan. I I I love having um artists like this on the podcast just to talk to them and stuff like that a lot of the artists we had on man i was just i just ran across or recommendations and i get them on and they become friends of the show <laughs> real real so yeah uh a few more things uh young baby tate uh after the rain deluxe chop not slot remix is all right now i go get that young baby tate mm-hmm. she's one of the newest uh people on love and hip-hop you me uh her mom was the singer for Arrested Development. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So she sung on, you know, on Everyday People in Tennessee and all that. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, Mr. H, Black News, Black Simpson, we got that coming out soon. Uh, me and Baby Sam got a project coming out. Uh, I got a shit I'm doing with live mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of shit coming out with live mixtapes. And we got that I Love McConan. Uh, okay. Parade chop not slop coming soon. You know what I mean? Officially on all DSPs. So nice. Okay. I fuck with McConan. Stuff with chops, but I can't. You know, keep up. Divulge. I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) When that certified lover boy coming out, man? I know you know. I know you got the release date. Probably on it, man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) This month. Next month. Couple weeks from now, I like I can't hear y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. Hello, hello. I'm not sure. I'm not. Y'all remember the doctor? The uh, the, hey. the, the fake doctor out of uh, Florida, the ATO. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're getting this information from. Uh, these allegations are false. Now, just to let you know, man, we we had Jay Prince on the podcast, and he said yes. we qualified to uh, to be in mob ties. So we this is a mob ties podcast. Yes, uh, the, so, the right, official cosign. All right, shout out to y'all. I fuck with a lot of my time. Shout out to my boy Grizzle. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Grizzle. That's that's my that's my nigga. Yeah, man. We don't get no bigger. Y'all know about Grizzle. You get on Grizzle too. You know he mob ties. Okay, and jam okay. like a motherfucker too. 
there, man. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> for yes, sure. Sir. For sure, man. And of course, last but not least, man, plug everything you got coming out. Plug where you're going to be. You said you're back doing shows and stuff. So let us, let people know where they can catch you at next and what you got dropping soon that you can uh, talk about. Let me see if I can put this up real quick. Because I can, I don't know, because I can do the virtual background, but I don't know if this flyer is small enough for it to fit in the background. Okay, let me okay, see. Okay, I see it, I see it. Let me see. Can I, can I, okay. Can we see yeah. it? Yeah. 14th okay. annual, annual low, low car show. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I got that. See, see I can't. All right. There we go. Hold up. Now I see him trying to show my background. All <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah. What's going on? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I got that coming up. September 18th. Uh, that's on. Yep. September 18th. Uh, myself and Celebrity Barber Sherm. Uh, who's a celebrity barber out of Austin, Texas. And when I say like celebrity barber, like he's cut like so many of the UT players' names who, uh, I'm sorry, hair who end up, you know, being in the NBA, NFL, all that. He's the official barber for legendary Tex- Texas uh, player Earl Campbell. You know, okay. a lot of people know Earl Campbell for his sausage. You know, a lot of people don't really be knowing that Earl Campbell also is, you know, like, Unless they're fucking football. <laughs> One of the player, greatest you know Houston yeah. players of all time. That's, that's funny how a lot of people just know him from the sausage and not the uh, <laughs> football. That can't be true in yeah. Houston. That, that can be true even, nationwide. Even that out, can't be true in even Houston. Even outside of Houston, I knew who Earl was, and I'm, uh, I ain't going to sit here and say I'm a football savant. Well, I knew who Earl Campbell was. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people didn't, so you got to mention both. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. We uh we got this this live mixtape stage going on, you know. So okay. we're gonna put some independent artists up there, and then we gonna finish the night off with a couple of Texas legends. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say who it is just yet, but uh, yeah, got okay. some got some shit coming. Y'all just okay. stay tuned. Make sure y'all get that Chop Not Slop app if you don't have it. Go get it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're Android and. Yeah iTunes uh, or not iTunes. Yeah, yeah, it's not even iTunes yeah. no more. It's just the app yeah. store. I just downloaded yeah. it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, go get yeah. that. Go get that, that chop store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go get that app, baby. Mm-hmm. You chopped up, not slopped up. You hear me? Stop riding around with that slopping shit like OG said. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. I understand. I understand. Y'all can't <laughs> I understand. Sometimes y'all want to wait. I get it. I understand. You hear me? But the wait. Be fucking worth it, cause y'all be listening to that type of shit. Y'all be angry, and then y'all come in all mentions. You heard me be mad at us, cause we ain't dropped the shit yet, and you angry, cause you had to hear that bullshit. It's your fault, cause you yeah. ain't have fucking patience. I get it, I understand, cause I be mad too, cause with some shit that I know the candlestick them go drop my back. What's happening, baby? When you gonna drop that? Yeah, let me get that. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ain't finished. Just let me hear the rough. Yeah. No, bitch, send me the rough. I want to hear it, mm-hmm. please. No. Okay. Yeah. Now I just go by. That's why I just go to nigga studio and just be like, "What's up, baby? What you doing? What you working on?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Need a couple tracks. Yeah, let me hear that. Ooh, I know it's supposed to be fine. wrapping up, but <laughs> but I got one more thing to ask you, man, because you just brought something to mind. I knew okay. you heard all that drama with the uh, the lady who made that TikTok about slowed and reverb music. And said some <laughs> dude named Slater invented it and didn't give any props to DJ Scrooby and the innovator. Shout out to my boy Slater. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on uh the slowed and reverb stuff, man? Do you fuck with it at all or do you think it's 
is is I not mean, what I, y'all do. I mean, I feel like this. I gotta thank uh, her name was Debbie Lemons. I gotta thank her, you know what I mean? Because number one, she yeah. put more of a light on us than she realized, and she didn't even know who we were at the time. She got the conversation uh, started. Yeah, and and I I, I appreciate my dog Donnie Houston, who Shout actually got rights to Donnie Houston. Went live with her on IG and, you know, broke down the whole DJ school and, you know, the SUC, told about Swisher House, Michael mm-hmm. Watts, OG, Chop mm-hmm. Stars, all that. This is so crazy. I'm, I just happened to go on this live when he was talking to her. I forgot about it. And I was doing something else. And he was like, speaking of, yeah, DJ Hallegrove with Chop Stars on here right now. Yeah, you can make sure you check out him and everything. You know, Donnie Houston always show love. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad she did uh, in... As far as the slow and reverb, I mean, I'm cool with it. It's like, if you want to listen to that, you know, if you want to listen to slow down music in that way, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. To me, it's kind of boring. You know what I'm saying? You know, just me being a turntable, turntablist and uh, always even watching DJs, I always like to see the tricks and everything. So me hearing the scratches on certain things and the bringbacks and the chops is you know, what excites me, that's what excites a lot of other people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's cool. You know, I, I respect to anybody that do it. You know what I'm saying? Especially Slater because, you know, he even tell you, he he, he doing this because he likes DJ Screw's music. He doing it because he like Watts music. He like the Chop Stars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, shout out, shout out to my boy, uh, Chop star DJ Slater, by the way. Okay. Okay. Oh, is he Chop Stars? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He Chop Star, man. Man, Chop okay. Star a couple, couple months back. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. okay. I reached go, out man. to him around that time when it happened. I was going to get him on the podcast, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of fell through. But yeah. Okay. I actually well, fuck with the slow and reverb stuff, man. Because honestly, I feel like I'd rather if it's not going to be you guys doing something, and you know, you can't chop and screw everything. There might be something I want to hear from the '80s that was never on a Chop Star mixtape. So I got to hear the slowed and reverb version. I'd rather hear that than somebody trying to chop and do transitions and they don't know what they're doing. Because that's the most annoying to me when I hear something that is chopped up badly. I'd rather you just slow the record down and don't do nothing else yeah. rather than try yeah. to chop it up and chopping it up all wrong and it sounds bad. Yeah, they're just like uh, people that chop backwards. I've never, I've never, I've never, it just sounds terrible. I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a good look, man. People don't know. They don't. They don't really. They don't know how to do it. They don't know it's an art to it. You can't just be pressing, <laughs> <laughs> pressing the fader back and forth. Yeah. No, you got to actually have a a, a knowledge of what you're doing. But that's what the internet is, yeah, man. man. But anyway, yeah, man. But but you know, one thing I do want to say is, you know, shout out to everybody out of this. You know, keeping the screw legacy alive. You know, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the mother. Of you know, screw the father, screw everybody, his whole family, you know, who's make sure that Screw's name and legacy came up. Same thing with all the artists and the DJs who done it. Shout out to all the DJs, is you know, slowing stuff down, 
shout out to everybody who's dealing with this COVID stuff. You hear me? If you lost a loved one to COVID, if you're dealing with COVID yourself, man, you know, definitely pray for y'all. Rest in peace to my brother, Black and Mild, my brother, DJ Depp. You know, I I don't feel like Black and Mild gets enough light. You know, he was the first, quote unquote, famous person, you know what I'm saying, or notable person to pass away for COVID. And, you know, a lot of people don't really speak about him a lot. So, you know. Yeah. Now, definitely y'all be safe out there. Um, and make sure y'all are following DJ Holly Grove on social media, man. He's DJ underscore Holly Grove on Twitter and Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram. The real DJ Holly Grove. The, the real DJ, DJ Holly, Holly Grove. Grove. Yes. You hear me? Send, send you him your... me? <laughs> yeah. uh, email him at don't send me trash music yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> send him unmixed tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it's trash. I'm gonna be like, I'm like, Lebretta, what you doing? Lebretta, what you doing, bro? Come on. I'm gonna with this. What am I supposed to play this? This is what I ask. So I'm gonna play this at. <laughs> Who you want to play this shit? You tell me that. Who you want to play this shit at? <laughs> Sometimes I bring it back. You want to play it? You with the Bernie Mac? Shit. Man, I appreciate yeah. y'all again for having me on y'all illustrious podcast, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in every week. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have a new guest for you. Everybody's going to have somebody notable. They're going to have somebody fire. They're going to have somebody, you know what I'm saying? Goddamn everything. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, suck it. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a drop, man. That's a yeah. drop. We appreciate it, bro. Now, see, we told y'all that interview was gonna be worth it. Yeah, man. We told y'all, man. We, we told y'all it was gonna be worth your listen. We told you it was gonna be long, but it was gonna be worth it. Mm-hmm. We we know what's good for y'all, okay? We're like your mother or grandmother <laughs> giving you the plate full of peas that you don't want to eat but it'll <laughs> after you taste it you're like hmm, it actually tastes pretty good mm-hmm. now you know you enjoyed that interview with dj holly grove thank you dj holly grove again for joining us man great interview uh, uh just uh, tons of knowledge dropped make sure y'all follow him on social media check out the chop stars app chop not slop app my bad yeah on uh <laughs> on apple and android make sure y'all get that app Mm-hmm. Um, Check out them artists he was naming too, man. Yes. Check out some new new artists. Yeah, we might have some future guests on the podcast. Who knows, man? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, as always, thank you to Tab TabTechUnlockSim.com. This man is selling uh, SIM cards to unlock your phone. He's selling earphones. He's selling cases. He's gonna repair your phone if you busted your shit. So make sure you visit that site. Shout out to Tab. Long time supporter of the podcast. We appreciate you, man. Shout out to Jasmine. She's away this weekend. She'll be back next week, possibly. I'm not going to guarantee it, <laughs> but maybe. So stay tuned. But shout out to Jasmine for everything she does anyway, man. We love her. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can always listen to Figgy curating the vibes on In The Loop 10 to 2 sports radio 6 10 a.m mm-hmm. so make sure y'all check that out check it out on the odyssey app as well if you miss the show and you can hear all the all, all area all the drama going on with the texans right now you know you want to look it's like a car accident yeah you can't look away man you know you should be looking <laughs> but you want to see who, who go ahead rubbing that <laughs> yes 
Yes. <laughs> rubberneck. The Texans season this year is a rubberneck season. That's what I'm going to dub it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank y'all all for listening, man. We appreciate all y'all. Thanks again to DJ Holly Grove. Make sure y'all check his stuff out. And until next time. Peace.